Nachos? Aaron? Linda 3? Where the hell is everybody? Goddamn fucking virus. Here comes the spooky! What's going on, chuds and chudits? Here comes the Spookies back, episode 18. Uh, this time we're going to find out what Bruce Campbell can do against some medieval dickweeds. Also, we're going to talk about COVID-19 and the five best and worst horror movie sequels of all time. So sit back, relax, tie your buddy to a chair, and make him listen to your second favorite podcast from their house. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Here Comes the Spooky is back. Uh, we are a little unconventional today, so I am the only one coming to you live from the CNC Fart Factory in Raccoon City, Illinois. Um, with me always is Nachos McWerewolf. Nachos, how you doing, buddy? How the fuck you doing in this troubling time? Uh, I'm doing really good, sir. I'm doing really good, sir. I got several beers with me that I don't have to share with you. Uh, I have a whole fifth of whiskey to myself that I also don't have to share with you, and a fresh pack of cigarettes. Son of a bitch. And with us also, for the very first time, we are so happy to have him, is Mr. Aaron Southworth of the Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, we've been planning to do this for a while now. Yes, yes we have, man, and I know... There's always been something in the way, uh, you know, planning. It's always difficult, you know, with your show and our show and things like that. Plus, you know, like daily lives, it can be kind of a kind of a chore. But I'm glad that we can make this work, and it's it's actually pretty convenient this way, uh, just simply because we don't have to like, well, I can't leave between this hour and this hour. You know, I got like family things going on. Like, this is just like, hey, call in, and we're done. It just takes a pandemic to bring it together. <laughs> And I don't have to wear pants. I, I, I have no clothes on. Dude, perfect line. I'm not joking. I'm sitting in my underwear and a t-shirt right now. So, <laughs> No shame in yeah. that game, man. Don't fart too hard. Yeah, yeah. So, so for those of you who are listening that don't know, it's uh, a horrible horror podcast. So uh, I do a podcast with my, my co-host, Marshall Hampton, who couldn't be on today. But uh, we do a podcast about uh, some of the horrible horror movies, worst of the worst. Some of the movies so bad they're scary. Um, some of the real stinkers we have we enjoy those. Those are the ones that kind of have a special place in our heart. So we uh, we do a podcast on those movies, the ones that are just so bad they're good or so bad they're scary. Check us out. We're on all the platforms, but uh, we're good friends with the boys here at uh, Here Come the Spooky. So really happy to be here. Thanks again, guys. We're we're happy to have you. And now, just so the guys are clear, if they never checked you out, when you say horrible horror movies, it's not just Movies that like people are just like, oh my god, like this is just the absolute worst. Like the mainstream stuff. You guys go out and find like the real nuggets inside the shit turd, right? It's that, yeah, horror and stuff like that. We we go we go deep, you know. Uh, this is this is also a labor of love. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we, it sounds bad we say horrible horror, but you know, we we do like some of these movies, and some of them we don't like. Uh, it's just some movies we try to find. Like we really enjoyed, like for example, a Muck Train. That movie was insane. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, we also, we found the pork chop series. We love those. Those were kind of fun too, but there was some, also some really super stinkers like Santa Claus with Nick C 
he hailed the AWS. Um, you know, there was also uh, like stabbed in the face or the killer eye. So there were, there were actually, I, I like the killer eye, but Marshall didn't. But uh, Wait. Yeah, so we, we take a horrible horror movie and we give it a true, honest breakdown and say whether it's so bad it's good or so bad it's scary. Now, this Killer Eye movie, is that that full moon movie with, like, the giant mutant eye and all the porn stars and stuff? Now, that is Killer Eye Halloween Hunt. Okay. Which we did first, but Killer Eye Halloween Hunt is basically an advertisement slash movie for the Killer Eye, which came out previously. Full moon is shameless. Yeah. You know how full moon does that shit. You know how full moon likes that fuckery. Fucking Charles Bain and his puppet fetish. I gotta <laughs> give that guy. I gotta give that guy credit, man. He like blows honey dick motherfuckers left and right when he, yeah, you he know, did. he renames movies and re, re like releases them. Like Zombie Holocaust got turned into Zombie Decadence, and they think, oh, it's a new movie from uh, Full Moon. Nope, and he just renamed it, put a new package on the front of it, and just released the same movie, so <laughs> people would buy a brand new movie, getting completely fucked over if they already owned it. Taking your wallet to the cleaners twice. <laughs> big time. Big time. I kind of love it, though. Mm. I mean, do your homework, guys, right? It's a, uh, it, is, it is a good way to get some quick cash, I would assume. Yeah, um, absolutely. So definitely check out Horrible Horror Podcast for sure. Uh, they've got almost 200 episodes. Uh, Nachos and I uh, appear on some of the later ones. There's The Miner's Massacre, uh, Intruder. Uh, Mrs. Claus, but also check out Sleigh Bells. Um, check out um, uh, Lake Terror Three, Hackle yeah, Lantern. Lake... Not Hackle Lantern. That looks kind of fun, actually. I like I like Hackle Lantern. I like Hackle Lantern, Lantern for sure. Uh, Pool Party Massacre. That's a really good episode. Definitely check that one out. That's real yeah, fun. Yeah. That's a fun movie. That is a good movie. We like that one. So, all right. Uh, so before we get, we started... actually have an interview with a. Uh, Oh, go go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Yes, you well, have several. I was, I was about to say, uh, Pool Party Massacre, we have an interview with Drew, Drew Marvick also on our YouTube page, which is probably the worst YouTube page you've ever seen. It has a lot of crap. On, let me say, it has a little bit of crap on it. But uh, we did an interview with Drew Marvick, the uh, director of Pool Party, director writer of Pool Party Massacre. And he actually has a sequel coming out. And hopefully, we'll have a little, uh, a little nugget on screen in that movie as well. Looking forward to that, man. Looking forward to that. Yes, that one's going to be exciting. All right, so we've got a little bit of news in the uh, horror movie world. Uh, first up, uh, some sad news here. Stuart Gordon uh, died at the age of 72, for those right. who are out there listening. I know, oh. sad. He was writer and director of many horror movies, uh, as well as actually some mainstream movies as well. Uh, Reanimator, From Beyond, Castle Freak, The Dentist with Corbin Wilson. And uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's right, dude. We, who do that's we funny. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. And I was going to say, yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's one that would not pop up my radio. Like, radar. I, I got Reanimator, like, first one. And Castle Freak, I like that one, too. Hell but yeah. I didn't know about Honey, I, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, he, he – so I don't believe he directed that one. I want to say he was the writer. Like, he wrote the script. In the wow. Wow. Didn't we uh, stomp the Atomic Scarecrow in horror movie trivia with that question last night? Yes, we did. John, if you're listening, go ahead and be butthurt. (laughs) 
Second up, uh, this was some big news. I had to dig pretty deep on this one from a couple different sources, and I'm very excited about this. Paramount is secretly getting new special features ready for a, as of yet to be officially announced, new Friday the 13th box set. This uh, came from Vincent Gustafero, who played Reputy, or Deputy Rick Cologne. Reputy Rick Cologne in Jason Lives. He wrote on his Facebook page, just finished doing the running commentary for the new 12-film box set being released later this summer. Did it with Tom Matthews, and we piped C.J. Graham in remotely. Additionally, Jason Goes to Hell director Adam Marcus Yay. similarly took to Facebook to let his fans know that, yes, a brand-new 12-film Blu-ray set is on the way. And furthermore, he says, it's the best set because for the very first time it will include an unrated cut of Jason Goes to Hell on Blu-ray. Marcus wrote in a comment to a fan on his page that this will be the very first true unrated Blu-ray with new features and awesomeness. It's gonna rock. And finally, we have Larry Zerner, who played Shelley in Friday the 13th Part 3, confirm that the current lawsuit will not affect the new Friday the 13th box set from being released later this year on his Twitter page at, at Zerner Law. This year marks the 40th anniversary of the release of the original Friday the 13th movie, which uh, I'm not surprised that Paramount is actually getting something together. Never seen it. <laughs> no? no? I mean, you got... This is cool because that box set that they came out with last time that had all of them, including the New Line Cinema ones, it. is <laughs> hard to find. It's... Already? Oh, the, the, that tin one with all yeah, the nicknames. With all yeah, the, with all of them in there. Plus, Goes to Hell was not uncut. And it was some of those later ones were lacking in special features. The earlier ones kind of had some good stuff, and you can still get those on Blu-ray, the first eight for sure. But those those new line ones are kind of hard to track down. So this is this is pretty exciting. I, I would like to see an uncut version of uh, uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Five, Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. You know, because I understand there was a lot of work that was put into the special effects, and they were butchered by the MPAA. Right. Yes, and I know. I, I know there's there's, there's there's, there's special features on some where you can see kind of like the shots they use, but if they could somehow, I, and I know that just a lot of the footage is lost in time, but it's just so unfortunate that those movies could have been so much more. I know there's, there's like an alternate ending to part three where like, you yep. can see this like still images from the dailies and stuff on the Blu-ray, uh, which is really cool, but it does, it blows. Maybe Paramount will come at us with something here though. Like, you know, these guys are doing new special features, which is really cool. Because the ones we've got, uh, at least the first eight, are pretty loaded with special features for sure. So having yeah, extras, I'm very excited about. Not bad. So maybe you know, so they're going to give us uh, some at least cleaned up scenes if they aren't edited back in. But who knows? I was thinking about this. You know, like every couple of years, Disney goes back to the vault and all that shit. And I know it's yeah. a little fair to compare Friday the 13th to Disney, but... You're telling me you can't get some fucking whoreheads, you know, some Fangoria fucking kids to go perusing around in the vault at Paramount to dig this shit up? I'd do it. Oh, I'd do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> right? But, you know, I've heard rumors uh, from, like, other movies that, like, get re-released. Like, um, when they found the additional footage for um, My Bloody Valentine, which was also a Paramount movie, um, that was in a tin that was mislabeled. So it was in with cuts from another movie, and it just happened to be get discovered by accident. I forget what they were going to do, and whichever movie it was that it got mixed in with, but when they opened the tin and they were pulling out the the edits, they were like, well, this isn't our fucking movie. This isn't Casablanca or whatever the hell they were going at. No, it was in Boner Jam's fucking 1978. <laughs> this is Weekend at Bernie's 2? 
<laughs> the reckoning. So, yeah, but you hear about the seven all the time in the films. It's like they get damaged from water damage. They weren't storing it correctly. They didn't think it'd be valuable, so they just threw it away. It's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Or they have, like, fires. And I know that there have been countless fires that have just ruined legacies and stuff like that where they just can't get that kind of shit back. Wasn't well, Hollywood yeah. or California, like, on fire every other week? Constantly. It is now. You guys are my alibi. I've been in Illinois this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our last one here before we get started on the movie, uh, Screen Rant uh, website on the internet, if you've ever heard of that, created a list of the five best and five worst horror movie sequels of all time. Not sure why they did it, but they did. And uh, they they, uh, put that list up yesterday. So I'm going to go down, see if you guys agree or disagree with uh, these, these ten movies. Uh, so number ten, best sequel, Dawn of the Dead. I go Day. I go Day as well. I like Dawn of the Dead. I like the remake of Dawn of the Dead. The that remake, was, sorry, not remake, sequel. The remake sequel, is F-U-N for sure. But yeah, this is the sequel yeah. of the original franchise. Honestly, I feel like Dawn of the Dead, the original one, is the weakest in that franchise. I even love Land of the Dead. It's fun. I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the aspect of being in the mall, the the, the you know, people, the zombies, the shoppers. Tom Savini shines. Um, I mean, I I, I see why it, it, it's on the list. It's true for me. I was and I, it's the first sequel. It's, it's not. It's, it's the first sequel. It's not. You know, yes, Day of the Dead is after Dawn. So. Right. Well, it's so not you, a direct sequel. So it isn't. But you'll see, like some of these other ones, they're not the direct sequels. They're just mm, sequels. Mm. They're considering basically any movie after the original. Uh, you know, okay, in okay, line, my bad. A sequel bad. to the original sort of thing. Uh, but so not like by the by the uh, textbook definition. See, for me though, you come into Dawn. Like I came into the, like the Romero stuff not late, but definitely late for me because I wasn't alive in the seventies when that came out. So unacceptable, right? Uh, <laughs> like zombies weren't blue. Like they didn't look like drowning victims to me. <laughs> so, like, Savini's special effects look really good when people get torn apart, but the zombies, I just always had a hard time buying. They did look kind of shitty. Yeah. Like, every movie after that, yeah. it looks fantastic. Yeah. Although, I do, again, I know Day of the Dead's good, I like Day of the Dead, but god damn, there's something about that movie that feels so claustrophobic, stuck inside, and maybe I just... You know, maybe I'm an '80s kid, a '90s kid. I don't know. Growing up in malls, I just like that better. I like I like Dawn better than Day. <laughs> just stuck inside, can't go outside. What's that like? Yeah, oh. no shit, right? That's wild, man. <laughs> they should make a movie out of it. Wow, that's wow, that's crazy. Oh my god. I gotta apologize in advance if you hear like a fucking just shit ton of dogs barking and going crazy i'm currently house sitting for my friend and i'm on dog patrol so it's it's real noises nobody's losing their mind yeah actually i guess i forgot to mention that we are uh doing this all via skype so if this sounds like a different quality and things kind of cut in and out that is why that is everybody is is at their own location and uh, not here with me if i didn't cover down on that also if i bust into a random owen wilson uh just listen to your heart it's but it's because it is a different quality. If you got a problem with it, back off. <laughs> Start your own you can, fucking uh, you podcast. Can, yeah, yeah, you can thank Runner for that one. <laughs> your podcast, fuck boy. All right, uh, number nine, worst oh. Halloween Resurrection. I still go Halloween Five, man. 
I'm with you. I'm with you. Halloween Five. Yeah, Halloween Five is the worst. Absolutely, man. Halloween Excluding Five the is the films. fucking worst. Dina. Resurrection's not even close. Plus, like, okay, is he a great actor? Fucking absolutely not. But dude, Busta Rhymes, man, I fucking love seeing yeah. him. He's a treat. He's a treat. I, I just, I just love it when he's like watching the kung fu movies. Like, oh, Chelsea's gonna bust some shit, motherfucker. <laughs> love it. <laughs> He's like narrating all his shit. It's like, ooh, who this white bitch at the door? You're doing a real good job there, Freddie. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> uh, I also got a kid for the Rookie movie. of the Year. Yeah, it's Rookie of the Year, man. He gets that nice yeah. fucking dome. Yep. He should have threw that fucking fastball at Michael Myers and put him in his place, but, you know. Give him some funky butt loving. Funky butt? Did he just say <laughs> funky butt loving? <laughs> uh, number eight, best sequel, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. I like Army of Darkness a lot, but uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Aaron, any thoughts on that one? Uh, I, I like uh, the sequel because it's, it's like it's just like a recap of the first one. You know, you just get a little little recap of the first one, and then you roll into something a little different. So I, I agree with that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, number seven, worst, Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows. I'll watch it, but uh, I kind of just steer clear of the whole Blair Witch thing in general. That last one was okay, though, because it was free. Yeah, I I enjoyed the the second sequel, whatever you know. Just what do they call it? Just Blair Witch. Uh, Blair Blair Witch. I I think that's what it was. Blair Witch just did not really stand up to the test. When's the last time you guys saw that movie? Um. Fuck, you tell me, man. It's, yeah, it's been, <laughs> it's been a minute. 10 years at least. But we saw right, like, we saw the sequel, not not this one, a sequel, an actual sequel to that involving the guy's sister. Um, that was like, found, it was more found footage. And uh, it was much better, uh, definitely scarier. You saw a cooler shit on screen for sure. I'm not a huge I, found footage oh. guy, but it was, it was definitely better than this fucking schlock. Yeah. And it had old boy yeah, from- in it. Not I'll give the people from Blair Witch credit where credit is due because it seemed like they really like did the marketing correctly. They did it right. The people who were in the movie stayed home before release, like a fucking old school wrestler when they had an injury. Like they didn't come out of their house. They they, they did it right, and people thought it was real. So yeah, it was a good hoax. Blair Witch hit man. Kudos, great job. But when you watch it again, the second time you watch it, like, oh, yeah, it's just the hype is gone. It's not scary when you know that it's not real. Yeah, I I have to give them credit for the release, but following after that, just there's 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 not much there. Number six, best scream two. Really? It's good. Scream Scream four, man. Scream two is fun. Scream 3 is a piece of shit, but I love it. Yeah. Scream 3 is better <laughs> now that it's not the end of the franchise. Like, right, right. Because I hated it until Scream 4 came out, and then I was like, okay, I ha- I can now appreciate Scream 3 for what it is. It's funny. I love Parker Posey. Plus Carrie Fisher, dude. That's fantastic. Um, but, I forget the Jay and Silent Bob cameo. Right? But, uh, dude, it's Connie Chung. Yo, Silent Bob is fucking Connie Chung. But uh, I would have to say that 4 is definitely the better sequel in that 
Yeah. And we're getting five points. I got a pretty fun little story about uh, Scream 4. So I, I, was, I was dating my, uh, my now wife, um, and she had a friend who came in from Colorado who, this guy, he, he, kinda, he, he had a long time running crush on her. Um, but, you know, he was like, well, we're just friends. It's okay. And I'm like, all right. So we decided to go see a movie, and I went to go see Scream 4 in theaters. I went to the St. Clair, pardon me, the um, Galleria Mall, Galleria in St. Louis. And if you've yeah. ever been to the Galleria um, to go see a horror movie, there's a lot of young black kids there. All right? <laughs> it's fine. But a lot of young black kids like to talk during the movie. That's fine. I'm ready. No big deal. We're watching a horror movie. And it's like, you just kind of join the fun. You're kind of goofing on it. You're having fun. You're just like letting loose. This kid could not stand it. He was getting so upset. He actually stood up in the middle of the movie, turned around and goes, some people are actually trying to watch the movie. Can you please keep it down? Ooh. Oh, my God. So much popcorn and booze came flying at him. It was something out of a fucking Dave Chappelle skit. It was ridiculous. <laughs> He's just doing that white dude impersonation like, excuse me, please. Uh, people are trying yes. to watch the movie. Yes. Can we stop <laughs> with all this malarkey? Okay? <laughs> Ungawa, I am speaking here. <laughs> That's exactly how it was. I sunk down into my seat so far. You should have just joined him and like, don't go in there, bitch. He go kill you. <laughs> Well, I was. I was laughing and kind of goofing. Around. Like, I was having fun. I was, I was just like, yeah, whatever. I didn't care. This was, like, we were the only white people in the theater. This is how it was. You that know? had to have been awkward, uh, like, for him. And then you're just like, oh, I didn't come with that guy. Like, you and your wife scoot two seats so, down. You're like, <laughs> like, he, you're like could, he couldn't loosen up. He couldn't, he couldn't take it. You're like, I've never even met this asshole, man. <laughs> I already know the type of guy too. When they, when they, when you guys left, he probably apologized to Melissa for uh, a terrible experience at the theater. <laughs> I don't remember. I kind of blocked it out. My wife had a had a similar friend who had a crush on her. He wanted to take her to the um, World Series. She's like, "Do you have a problem with that?" And I was like, "No. Get me a hat. Those tickets are five hundred dollars a piece." Like, can I take nachos? <laughs> No, you have a good time. And uh, th- tell me you want a hat, size extra large, uh, one size, and then uh, bring it back to me. <laughs> that dude, that dude's going deep. Like, he took her to a movie with me. He's trying to take your lady to the World Series? Yeah. Bro. She, she was like, are you going to with that? I'm like, hey, it's your only opportunity to go, right? One. And two, make him buy you a hat, but get it in my size. There you go. Yep, it happened. It was fucking great. I'd never wear the hat, too. She's like, why did you make him buy it? That was like a $50 ad. And I was like, because fuck him. It's the Dude, first of you just threw it away. Just, just grab, thanks, baby. Throw it away. I should start wearing it while I cut grass. <laughs> like, I want the yeah. club hat. Why? Yeah. Take a marker and write work on it. Oh, that's my work hat. <laughs> All right. Uh, number five. Ooh. Number five, nachos. Worst. Jason X. Yeah, dude. It's a piece of shit. But you know what? <laughs> It's a fun piece of shit. You don't write the line of dialogue in your script. It's okay. He just wanted his machete back. You know You know what territory you're getting into at that point. I like Jason X. Uh, the story is obviously super goofy, but it is F-U-N. The, the thing is, is, I would say, oh, man, Jason Goes to Hell is probably the worst. But the worst thing about Jason X is the story. Sure, but, man, 
The effects are beautiful. The kills are incredible. Absolutely. Uh, but Jason also looks like he's been stung by bees in his face. Go lay down, dogs. Go lay down. It's a fun movie. It's a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, I, I think I'm kind of, they're kind of getting shit on a little bit here with this. Uh, I, I can think of other sequels that are worse. Um, I think this is a low-hanging fruit to, right. to pick on because, yeah, I, I, I don't agree with it. I think Screen Rant found out that I usually pull their list, and so they're like, hey, you got to keep reading their shit on, on their podcast. Let's make some uh, ones to, you know, like a minefield they got to walk through, and they'll get pissed off when they step on one. Finally, recognition! So this one, <laughs> I can honestly say I've never seen any of them. Uh, so this, they say, is number four, Best Ouija, Origin of Evil. Anybody seen the Ouija movies? No. I think only two of them. That came out during that same time as, like, Unfriended and all that. It's like that PG-13 Blumhouse shit. That's not for me. I'm not saying it's not a fun movie, but I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of them. Um, Aaron, you seen any of those? I'm sorry. I I haven't. I've been spending most of my years lately watching shitty horror movies. But, uh... And, and this 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 may be one. Maybe we maybe we need to check it out. I don't know, but uh, no, I have not seen them. Hey, man, Mrs. Claus wasn't that bad. That chick's <laughs> mouth was though. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh, potato sack face. God, no, that that main chick looks like somebody broke a coffee mug and just jammed it in her gums. Like, there you go. Those are teeth. Apparently, <laughs> it looks like she's like you guys hey, are talking about the see- same person. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, that's Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. Goblin Shrieker. Yeah, you know, it looks like she's like, it goes to a party, she's like, you guys want to see a trick? And she just hits herself in the mouth with a rock. <laughs> she's listening to this episode right now. She's, she's got like, teeth like one of the Tiger King's husbands. <laughs> oh, oh, that is that is an on-point burn. <laughs> All right, uh, number three, worst. Freddy's dead, the final nightmare. No argument. Same. I fully agree. Bad. That's a straight Bad. clunker. Yeah, that one does suck. I mean, I do like the Power Glove and Roseanne Barr and Tom, and Tom Arnold. Arnold Roseanne, yeah. Like, weird. Yeah. I uh, think that's the first time outside of 1991 anybody said I like Roseanne Barr. This one, I wouldn't say is a horror movie, but it definitely is a sequel to a horror movie. Number two, Best Aliens. Fuck yeah. Aliens? Aliens. Yeah, that's fantastic, but I would definitely call that more of an action movie. Right? Yeah. I agree. It is yep. a sequel to a horror movie. Yeah, I would agree. I would say Alien is a horror movie. I would I would agree with that, but uh, Aliens is definitely more of an action film. Yeah. Aliens is fucking badass. Yeah, I just watched it not too long ago. I think, uh, man, god damn, it was great revisiting. I had my baby girl with me, and she was kind of falling asleep, and I was like, maybe I should keep it low. And then I'm like, Kind of keeping it low, and I know she's awake, so I turn up a little bit, turn up a little bit, and then both of us just watching it full volume, and she was just sucking out the ass fire, watching you know <laughs> Ripley blow the fuck away from some aliens. I'm like, this is great, my daughter's awesome. <laughs> that's You're just I, like that's I did the same thing with Logan when he was born, uh, but it was uh, Scream and Child's Play movies. You're just like holding the kid to the screen, and your wife comes in like, oh my god, what are you doing? It's like making her tough. <laughs> I want my daughter to have a positive female, strong female influence. Ripley is perfect. Oh, dude, Ripley's a bad bitch, dude. And I mean bitch in a good way, not in a bad way. Yeah. Her and Sarah Connor. I'd love to see who'd win in that fight. 
Ooh, that's a great one. Yeah. It just depends from what movie we're talking about. Like, if you had Alien Resurrection Ripley versus, like, Terminator Ripley. No, it would be, yeah. Uh, Sarah Connor. She's going to get destroyed. I'm sorry. I would say just probably well, overall, just no- normal humans with as much experience as they could amass before they became super powerful. Oh, beings. like the pinnacle kind of thing? Yeah. At the I got height. Goddamn, there's so many fucking different Sarah Connors. I honestly couldn't choose one. I don't think I could actually choose one. Yeah, because Arnold keeps fucking going through the phone book and shooting them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Last one on the list here, and this was the whole reason I picked it other than Jason X. Uh, two controversial movies that I know Nachos loves. Number one, worst sequel of all time for a horror movie. Don't Jaws, say Texas. The okay. Revenge. Oh, yeah, dude. Part four <laughs> You see that fucking movie? We were just talking about that shit the other day. How a shark somehow develops a grudge against a family, travels down the coast to hunt them down and then eat them, and Mario Van Peoples is somehow immune to being only half a person? Right. (laughs) It's like Mario Van Peoples is secretly his own character from Highlander 3. He's like, oh, fucker, bite me in half. That's nothing. You gotta cut my head off. What movie was made first? Because... Maybe he got bit in half by Jaws, and then like then he did the Highlander movie. He goes, hey guys, check out this trick I can do. They're like, hire this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Jaws, Jaws was made first, Ugh. and then Michael Caine's there, and he's a drug runner. And there's a voodoo curse on the Brodies. Probably put there by the mayor of Amity, right? For closing the beaches. Hey man, you know what it was? It was the Great Great. Fourth of July brings in a lot of money. <laughs> The great-great-grandfather great-grandfather Brody made fun of fucking, like, great-great-great-mare's suits, and he's like, you know what? Get the witch doctor. I'm going to get a shark on his ass. Not now, but in nope. the 80s. Nope, I solved it. I know exactly what happened. Middle, what of, middle of the first movie, right? Sheriff Brody makes fun of Harry for his bad hat. Harry says, fuck Oof. you. Goes to the mainland, hires a, witch voodoo, a voodoo witch doctor to put a fucking curse on the Brodies. That's yummy, what happened. Yummy, yummy, bad yummy. hat Harry. Uh. Yama, 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 yama. Sorry, guys. Man. I keep taking awkward pauses because I'm chugging whiskey and following it up with some Pepsi while I drink this. You guys want to hear some bad news? Yes. So I got Corona, right? The beer. And then I have, like, <laughs> yeah. Skittles. And uh, I was, like, so fucking pumped because, like, I'm like, fuck yeah, I got lime Skittles. I could plop those bitches in there. No, man. Lime Skittles are fucking... Our green skills are fucking sour apple. Oh, what you know the that, fuck is that? You know that all skittles are the same flavor, right? Shut up, Hitler! I don't want to hear your bullshit. Yeah, that's all the same flavor. I don't have much going on in my life right now, but just let me have this, okay? It's it's it's, it's just an illusion when you eat it, and you're like, oh, this is yellow. It tastes like lemon. If it's I if I told you you've never had one before and I was like, hey, this is banana, you'd be like, cool, and then it would taste like banana to you. And then you fucking hold your nose when you eat them. Okay, hold you. on. I, I've, I've heard about this before, too. Has anyone done the blind taste test? I have. It's real. It's an aromic thing. I mm. absolutely have. We were... I spent a good day at work doing this, like, in the office with people, because I was telling... I heard should. about you it should. on the point. That's... I stopped and got Skittles... And then told them about it, and they are like, no, bullshit. So then we sat around for like three hours, everybody just doing it, and by the end, everyone was like pretty unanimous, like, fucking ruin Skittles for me. 
Dude, between you with that and Elena and pineapple soda, like, I love candy pineapple and real pineapple. I'm drinking it, and she goes, man, that kind of tastes like candy banana. I fucking hate candy banana. It turned to candy banana mid-sip. <laughs> and I'm just like, why would you do that? You poor She's bastard. Like, and then now I just can't have fun anymore. <laughs> All right, so we are 30 minutes into the podcast. haven't even started to talk about the movie. That's right. Uh, so let's get this go ahead and started. Uh, this is not on our video nasty or hello nasty. Hey, did, you, did you have a uh, number one sequel? No, it's, so it was just uh, 10 to 1. Uh, started with the best and ended with the worst. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so this is not on our hello nasty list. Um so, uh, uh, guess first, Aaron, when was the first time you saw, when or where was the first time you saw Army of Darkness? Man, first time I saw Army of Darkness was probably in college, uh, which was like 98, 99? I would say 98, 1998. Uh, freshman at uh, Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, uh, smoking a bunch <laughs> of weed in dorm rooms. Um, and it came on, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I've heard of this movie. I've seen things for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen Evil Dead, and uh, I had I had got Evil Dead on VHS years before, um, but I just never got around to watching it. I just never got around to seeing it, and sure enough, it cracked me up. I had such a great time watching it. It was so much fun. It helped that I was also stoned to the gills. Uh, that was the first time I saw it. It was it was a great great experience. Fantastic. Couldn't hurt. Nachos, what about you, buddy? Real talk. I honestly don't remember. Great story, right? No, actually, it was pick a video. We had pick a video down the hill, and we would go and get the five for five. And then, uh, anyway, so I got it there, and then I bought it on or a DVD, and then, like, Bruce Campbell was doing this signing at the Tivoli, and I went to go and have him sign my copy, but then it started raining, and it was the saddest day of my life. That sounds familiar. Yeah, you told yeah. that story, I think, when we did the first Evil Dead. Yeah, and the second one. Hey, if they can keep bringing me that same fucking intro, I can keep doing the same gag, you know? Right. Uh, how about you, uh, How about you, Cincinnati Wiener Finger Jeff? Uh, yeah, so Salsa Von Mummy here. Uh, I saw this in uh, 2000. So it was I had rented Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness uh, in the same weekend. Wait, did you say the year 2000 or the year 2000? Wait, are, are you referencing the Silver Chair song? No, it's an old Conan O'Brien skit. I was going to say, I think he's referencing Conan O'Brien. Oh, no, I'm, I'm Aaron unfamiliar. Got you uncultured swine. I'm unfamiliar with the, that reference. Comedy and good things. I guess I'll never write for him. <laughs> you want to delve into that or just. Yeah, so it? a little backstory. Uh, I invited Nachos to a work event where I got unbelievably hammered and chugged a bottle of wine in front of my boss then made nachos drive me home on the way in i made him walk me up to my or practically carry me up to my bedroom where my through the threshold where my pregnant wife was waiting for me and uh the first thing he tells her is that he did not do this he was not responsible for it which he wasn't he absolutely wasn't i was already wasted i just being a good friend yep and uh, I took off all my clothes and decided to sleep in the floor of my walk-in closet and told my wife I was quitting my job uh, to go write for the Conan O'Brien show. I can tell you how that story really went. 
I'm just giving the abridged version. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, there were a lot of expletives. Thrown a around. lot of more, much more sodomy in my version. <laughs> Moving on. Right, all right, so uh, directed by Sam Raimi, obviously, uh, you know, wrote and directed uh, the first two, of course, Sam Raimi being of the uh, Evil Dead franchise frame, uh, fame, you know, uh, tons of different things, uh, Spider-Man, all that good stuff, so if you've listened to the other two episodes, you know what he's done. Uh, you guys ready to meet our casualties? Let's do it, boy. Lay it on me. All right, let's meet our casualties. So there are quite a few actors in this movie, actors and actresses. I just listed out six that have a pretty solid, uh, like, bearing on the story. So, of course, first up is Bruce Campbell, BC, Yay. right? The Chin in Hollywood, who plays Ash, of course, in the Evil Dead franchise, Maniac Cop, Spider-Man, Bubba Hotep, all kinds of groovy shit. My we name have, is Bruce. Right, keep right. going. We have Embeth Davids, who plays Sheila. She was in Schindler's List, Matilda, and 13 no. Ghosts. Yeah, I believe she's no, the teacher. The is she Honey? the wife in 13 Ghosts? Oh, in 13 Ghosts? Uh, Catherine something, I think, or Katie something. I don't remember. Okay. I like 13 Ghosts. Dude, that movie's solid. Matthew it's Lillard, man. It's not bad. It's a little cheesy, but it's fun. It reminds me yeah. of, uh, I put that up there with uh, the, the remake on House on Haunted Hill. That's a good double feature. Yeah, yeah. So we've also got Marcus Gilberry, uh, who played Lord Arthur. He was in Rambo 3. Shut your mouth, yeah. whore. Okay. I mean, please continue talking, my friend. Thank you. All right. Uh, Ian Abercrombie, <laughs> um, probably the second most famous person on this list, who played Wise Man. Uh, he was Elaine's boss in Seinfeld. Uh, he also. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I can picture now without the beard. Yeah, Mr. Pitt. Huh. Uh, then he was also in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. He was in Puppet Master Three and Ooh. Wild Wild West. He's actually in a ton of shit. Like this was just the, like the big ones I described off, off as IMDb. He was in like 180 things. Like you look at this guy without the beard in this, and you recognize him instantly. Dude, without that. Yeah, beard. I gotta say when I was watching. I'm sorry, when I, when I was watching the movie, I gotta say, that guy was killing it. Like, everyone else was kind of, yeah, phoning it in or having a little fun. This guy was, like, seriously in the zone. He was probably the most seasoned actor on, on this, for sure. And, you know, on top of it, uh, you know, took the role serious. Not that the other ones didn't, but they're, I mean, their their catalog of, of, of movies from going forward, you know, their, their resume is nothing compared to his. Sure. Sorry. I saw a picture of him on the IMDb without his beard. Dude looks like a Q-tip. He does. He really <laughs> does. We also have uh, Richard Grove, who played Duke Henry the Red. He yeah, was in, that's my dog. He was in Point Break and Money Train. Then our last one here, which was kind of a surprise for her role and how little she was in it, Bridget Fonda plays Linda Three. Right? Bridget Fonda was in The Godfather 3, Single White Female, which is fan-fucking-tastic, and Jackie Brown, and also Lake Placid. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, so actually some pretty good ones on there. Uh, Single White Female, for sure. I was just telling Nachos the other night. It's basically uh, the chick's version of Cape Fear. Yeah. And it is damn good. I got a Wasn't she also in the American version of La Femme Nikita? Uh, I think she was. She had a pretty raw, she had a pretty beefy uh, beefy roster. I just grabbed the ones that I that stuck out to me. Yeah. Um. So I got to blurt this trivia out, otherwise I'll forget it. So she's married to Danny Elfman of Oingo Boingo fame, who did some of the mu- uh, music for this movie. 
I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, man. And no, I didn't just make it up. Like, that's legit. <laughs> so, uh, released in 1993, uh, February of 93. So, it actually it got a um, screening at a Spanish film festival in 92. And then it uh, they sat on it for quite a while before they released it. Uh, so, February 93. We had, uh, it was a very weird year. This is the... Uh, early start of some of the bad horror movies that came out in the <laughs> '90s, where it didn't get a resurgence yeah. until Scream. Yeah. Uh, so it, you know, it, it released alongside movies such as The Leprechaun, <laughs> The Dark Half, Night. Of that's the all Living. right. It is. That's a good one. Night of the Living Dead Three, Body Bags, which is one of my personal. Fuck favorites. yeah, dude! Quality. Uh, Jason goes to hell. It's a movie. Man's best friend. Yeah. Which yeah. I like, dude. Lance Hendrickson? That's fucking great. I it's so much garbage, and it's got Ali Sheedy in it, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it's like a mutant dog who, like, pisses acid and, like, also has the powers of a chameleon and, like... Eats a cat? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, That's When's the it, last time you saw that movie, dude? I like Man's Best Friend. Then again, I haven't seen it in 20-plus years, but I liked it then. I want Anchor Bay, or, or not Anchor Bay, I'm sorry, uh fucking screen factory to come out like some some dual disc or just loaded to the fucking gills with that uh, that that put a smile on my face uh it also uh released around uh puppet master four doll man versus demonic toys wow that movie's about as much fun as slamming your dick in a car door <laughs> maniac... sounds like something we should watch oh you should yeah, dude you right should. up your alley maniac cop three Ooh. And uh, I know this is Nacho's, one of Nacho's personal favorites. My Boyfriend's Back. Yeah! I love that fucking movie. Right? That, that is a good one. That actually is a good one. I've got that alongside of... came out in a weird uh, four-pack with Repossessed, um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, and um, uh, Slaughter High. <laughs> like I think I had a, that same... That same four-pack. Yeah, it's a, I got it at Walmart. It's a weird mix of movies, for sure. Yeah. Slaughter High is a real fun movie, so you have to review it for a podcast. <laughs> no, it was. it's still a good movie. We were just tired and drunk. Very, very Hey, we did that one too, we did, we, we did that one too early, early in our, uh, our catalog. Yeah, you guys did do that one pretty... That was like in your first 10 episodes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We realized it was actually a decent movie. Yeah, it is for sure. All right, so how to watch. Um, there's actually quite a few here. Uh, VHS, Laserdisc. There have been many DVD releases. Dude, Anchor Bay, just ham as fuck. Even Paramount. Paramount's released a ton of just bare bones stuff. Uh, or not, not Paramount, Universal released a ton of bare bones DVDs. Uh, and then uh, these ones here that I labeled or named out uh, was the 2001 official bootleg version, which it looks like yeah, it's inside a paper that. bag. It looks like the cover was a paper bag. It's really fucky like that. It's all in uh, Bruce Campbell's handwriting, and it's like he wrote a note on the back saying basically this is the director's cut. Uh, then you get the 2003 Boomstick Edition. Uh, that's a two-disc version. It has the theatrical and an actual director's cut. The 2009 it, Screwhead version, which is just a the theatrical version but a bunch of special features. That one comes with the tuft of Bruce Campbell's pubes. <laughs> then uh, 2009 Jeez. Screwhead Blu-ray uh, with the same special features. And then the Scream Factory three-disc Blu-ray with four versions of the film, including the theatrical, director's cut, 
international and the TV edit. That's where I work. Yeah, that's that's the way I watched it. Uh, for this one, though, we just watched the original theatrical rated R version because uh, there's just so many fucking versions out there. Right. Even if you watch the bootleg, that's a different director's cut than the actual director's cut. It's 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 goofy. Dude, I think there's even a version where they have the theatrical cut, and that might be the international one where they edit in like deleted scenes and shit from that. Because I distinctively remember a scene where uh, Evil Ash is blowing fire. Oh my god! Either that or your boy be tripping. Well, you did a lot of drugs around the time this movie came out. You could be tripping, considering you put sour apple skittles inside of a Corona, right? Oh no, I went with lemon. They're all the same. Better move. I almost said I love lemon, but uh, they're all the same. But I do fucking love lemon flavored candy. All right. Uh, So, uh, you boys ready to horse around with some maniacs? Yeah. All righty, so uh, this one is a Nacho-centric episode, so Nachos, you go ahead and take it away, sir. All right. I'm going to do short paragraphs, so I'll give you guys the time to chime in, because like, you can't actually kick me under the table or raise your hand when you know, for words edgewise. Only, right. so, only you All raise right. your hand during podcast. Hey, shut up, together. I'm fucking talking here, you maniac. I had my hand raised. Oh, shit, you're good. All right. Our movie starts out with this super awesome dramatic Danny Elfman score as our hero, Ashley J. Williams, the chosen one, is being drugged to his death in a medieval chain gang with Henry the Red and his crew. This isn't exactly what you'd call a happy beginning. Also, what's stopping him from taking that nub out of the shackles, you know? So I right? told Nacho this before. I'm like, it would be like that scene in Who Framed Roger Rabbit where he just fucking takes his hands out of Eddie's cuffs and then, like, puts him back <laughs> in. Like, it's not really fucking in there. I don't get it. I can only I mean, do it even, it's funny. It was, here's the problem. When he took the nub out, what was he going to do with the nub? Untie himself? He can't do that. <laughs> they probably just beat the shit out of uh, uh, shit yeah. out of him, too. How are my levels? Am I just screaming into this phone, or what's up? No, you're good. Okay. We waste no time jumping back into the recap, just in case if you haven't seen Evil Dead or its soft reboot semi-sequel, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. So if you don't know the story by now, what the fuck are you even doing listening to this podcast? So real quick, Ash takes Linda the third... To the Nobi cabin for some quality smash time. <laughs> this is our third Linda boy. for sure. <laughs> hey, Ashley, our best looking one. I, I like I like I like Bridget Fonda. I'm sorry, I like her. She's a she's good she's, looking. She's a, she's, she's a little cutie pie. She's a cutie. Uh, I like gave her a cream pie, but I, I'm rooting for Linda number two personally. <laughs> All right, where did we leave off? Uh, Ash reads from the book that looks like it's made from herpes scabs. If they can retell the same story, we can reuse the same jokes. And I'm actually <laughs> reusing that joke, so. <laughs> Linda gets got, and Ash has to lop off his hand. Again. A portal opens up and drop kicks Ash's dusty ass back to the 13th century. Absent so was this the third time? Was this the third time we've seen Ash cut his hand off in that chainsaw? Uh, second. Uh, second. Okay. Um, I, I, I just, I just, I love the first time because the blood was spraying all over his face, and the second time it just kind of they just kind of whitewashed past him. 
Yeah, it's super bloody in the first one. Or, oh, sorry, the, the first time he does it, which is the sequel. And then in this one, like you said, it's just they get to it and they fucking move right along. I actually yeah, don't even think you see him cut it off. No, uh, no. It's real close, but they don't. They, they do like a Star Wars wipe. Nice dissolve. Basically. Right? Okay. Ash wakes up balls deep in an Arthurian wet dream surrounded by ponies and armor and swords. Oh my! King Arthur calls the wise men over so they can go get a read on Ash. The wise man says that Ash very well could be the chosen one from the sky brought here to defeat the armies of the Deadites. I, not to cut you off, but as this is all going on, um, there's a fucking soldier in the background who is just attacking the fucking Delta with his sword and said... What a piece of armor this is! As he just fucking keeps beating the fucking Delta with his sword. He's like, you better bump that shit out! I do love how Arthurian times also take place in, like, Pasadena, California. Right? In the oh, I, get, I tackle that. Clearly in a quarry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry, not But Arthur... But Arthur is acting like a mark-ass bitch and thinks Ash, Ash is sleeping with the enemy and it's one of Henry's men! Trick-ass Mark. Uh, sorry, I'm scrolling up. I didn't print this out, so I'm reading off the monitor. So naturally, what do you do when you encounter someone who is different from you? Use logic and try to overcome diversity? No, you berate them and make them feel little. Fuck no, pussy. You steal their shit and you throw them into a motherfucking pit. <laughs> All right. Arthur and his men lead Ash and the Red Threat into the courtyard where we are introduced into medieval Linda. <clears throat> I mean, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> she asks Arthur, hey, yo, dog, where my brother be? To which the king responds, he was buck as fuck, but he got gadded by one of Henry's boys out in the streets. She said that, remember? Verbatim. Uh, I don't think so. No, well, I guess you were watching a different version. I think you were watching the international You must have watched the European cut. That's what it was. I do refer to <laughs> Sheila uh, only one time, and then every other time. And you know how they always use fake shemps? She's my, fa- she's my fake Linda. All right. Ash gets all sorts of garbage and debris thrown at him, and children are beating him and Henry's men. You can almost hear Sam Raimi instructing those children to beat Bruce harder. (laughs) Sheila, pretty upset about her dead brother, runs up and starts beating Ash above the shoulders and... Head. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Everybody is fucking texting me right now. I'm just like, stop. Okay. Anyway, she's old-timey cussing him out. Like, thou art a murderer, a black murderer, a murdiddly-erdler. I think you nailed it. All right. Uh, preparing for imminent doom, Henry turns to Ash and says, Hey, buddy, you're not on my team, so who are you? Ash asks, Who wants to know? So Henry responds, I'm hardcore Henry, and I'm crazy as fuck. I run this motherfucker. I love Ash- this fucking this dialogue from Ash right here. <laughs> well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Do you got the whole shit? Because I do, if you don't. Uh, no, I, I mean, I love the whole Jack thing, which I was going to leave to you, but I just love that fucking first line, dude. Because it's he I got finally gets a you. chance to speak, and it's fucking him, like, just being Bruce Campbell all over the place. 
I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. I have used that line so many times. <laughs> I have used that line in actually worse context before. <laughs> I love that line. Your that boss is a good is one. Like, your boss is like, should I fire him or give him a raise? <laughs> I don't. I have to go think about this. He just walks out and like slips you a 20. It's like, let's not do this again. This guy's going to be yeah. head of security. He's going to get a rusty chain to beat people. Get your rusty chain, yo. Wish I had my rusty chain, yo. <laughs> Ghost beaters for life. <laughs> All right. So King Arthur, not sure if it's that King Arthur. Lord Henry, Arthur. Yeah, shut up. I didn't find that out till later, and I'm not changing this shit. Literally says Lord Arthur at that moment. It's going to say Lord Arthur on your tombstone. Pizza. <laughs> I'm Henry a the Red, man, asshole. Um, Henry the Red and Arthur get into a screaming match about their turf war. Rather than trying to talk things over, Arthur starts firing goons down into the pit. Real grown-up, Arthur. Jeez. So they fire the first goon into the pit, and everything is really quiet from the depths. Oh, from the depths of the pit arises a geyser of blood. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I'm pretty sure there isn't that much blood of the human body. But okay, eight it's pints, a blood eight, movie. Eight pints, eight pints, eight, ugh, eight pints of human blood and body at one time. Exact same thought I had when I saw it. I'm like, way too, way blood. too much blood. Way too much blood. <laughs> maybe it's they a added blood. a mixer for the effect. Yeah, you know maybe, they, maybe, the, maybe the monster blended them and just shot them up. Right. <laughs> Normally, you like when you see something like that. It's usually the cue for, for Bruce Campbell to just get covered in fucking shit. Yeah, and he doesn't really get that in this movie, and you don't really see anything like that again. This is kind of a one and done, pretty much. Yeah, I think like they just after they went gort, <clears throat> gortacular in the second film, they're like, I don't know, maybe we go a little mild this time. I mean, they bring it back in fucking Ash vs. Evil Dead, though. Oh my god. I cannot wait to talk about that. It's going to be a good one. Come on, dog. You're fucking killing me. Get in here. Anyway, I'm sorry, Nachos. Go ahead. No, not you. I was talking to the genuine actual dog. You're okay, pal. Oh, my bad. All right. Now it's Ash's turn to take a dip in the pit, and he's understandably trying to weasel his way out of it. I've never even seen these assholes before, Henry. You gotta tell him you don't know me. Henry replies, I don't think he'll listen, lad. Sheila chucks a rock at Ash's dome, and he takes a header into the pit. Ash comes face to face with the I pit. I fell into the pit. You oh. fall <laughs> into the pit. Someone's a fan of Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, is that Mouse Rat? <laughs> there you go. Scarecrow boat. All right. Where am I? Maybe in the street jacket. This beer's trying to run over. Hold up. Okay. God, this Corona's breaking my life real hard right now. The beer. Well, uh, well, not, well not just the beginning is composure. I'm going to take a shot of Jack Daniels here. Hit you it, get baby. it, boy. For morale. All right. <laughs> Ash went into the pit. Okay. Uh, Ash comes face-to-face with the pit witch, and she starts <clears throat> him like a rented mule. 
she starts doing all these crazy ass backflips and kicks Ash's nards up into his body hole. Oh, dude, this is fucking great, dude, man. This is like a kung fu fight, dude. This is so cool. They get some good choreography in this shit. For real. And actually, like, like there's a scene coming up where, like, Ash just fucking looks like the coolest that he's ever fucking looked. All right. The wise man does ask us, Ash a solid and throws him his rusty chainsaw. Ash magically jumps nine feet into the air and inserts his stump into the chainsaw's stump hole. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, fuck it. Yeah, there's an... Well, like, you know, that part of the gun would be called the butt, right? So would you call the part of the chainsaw the butt? So would that be the butthole? No, it's stump hole. And I love how it just flawlessly just click, click. Click, click. Uh, All right, all right. Yeah, when he lands and he fucking, like, has it started and he's, like, ready to charge the fucking pit witch. Yeah, he's he's got that pose. Yeah, he looks so cool. Yeah. Fun fun fact, McFarlane Movie Maniacs, like season five, they did uh, an Ash figure based off of that pose. Huh. Useless yeah, treasure. That's me. <laughs> that figure sucks, though. Yeah, ugh. NECA's way better in that uh, scenario. Right. Okay, then he cuts the bitch's head off. Then he uses his belt to latch onto the chains and narrowly avoids the spikes and escapes... From the pit of peril. So not There's to enough. poke holes in this scene, but why wouldn't he just grab the chain? Like the chain's going upwards, regardless of whether the belt's on it or not. So why didn't he just grab hold of the chain? What was the necessity to have him fucking Indiana Jones whip the fucking belt around like he's Nick Fury from the Punisher game? Because <laughs> you can't do that cool sound. <laughs> that, is that is true. That is true. No, I'll tell you exactly why he did it. So he could. Take, he was trying to unfasten his pants so he could teabag the fucking Deadite Witch in there and just ride the belt up. So when he shows up, his nuts would be out and be like, who's got a problem with these nuts? <laughs> you guys I mean, like Imagine pretty... Dragons? Imagine dragging these nuts across your face. All right. Ash emerges from the pit like a motherfucking boss, walks up to King Arthur Lord. and informs him that his shoelace is untied. He looks down and asks, Hadouken! That bitch out cold. Note, I'm pretty sure they didn't even have shoelaces back then, but, you know, that's I'm pretty sure that's called a joke, and, you know, just let it slide. All right, all right. Wait, fuck. Scroll, you twat. He then punks out the scraggly whipping boy and tells Henry to get him and his men the fuck out of Dodge. Henry gives Ash a, you're all right with me, look, and they take off. Arthur, now back on his feet, announces that Ash must pay for his arrogance and draws sword on the traveler from the sky. So you, I do you, love how he calls her sword boy. Right? Sword that dude is way better than him. <laughs> sword man. And I like how he fucking kicks him. He grabs hold of the sword. Yes. Instead of just pulling it out, he just yes. kicks the sword boy away like a piece yes. of shit. Yes. I mean, like, I know you're a king or a lord or a whatever the fuck, but come on, dude. Be good to your people. Can we just talk about his haircut real quick, too? Jesus, he's got, like, the bangs with the mullet going on. He has, like, that feminist coconut monkey fucking, you know, haircut. You know what I'm talking about? Like, when somebody goes to Hawaii and they bring you back, like, like, a souvenir and it's that monkey, like, people have carved into with the bangs like that? Wouldn't you call? Would you not call that a, a mullet? 
it's definitely a mullet because he has to bang us like just just like the bowl cut front and then mullet in the back. Right. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't call him Lord Arthur in mine. I just call him Tennessee Top Hat. About right. Yeah, I I call him Art, who sells me fireworks down by the truck stop. <laughs> Uh, Kicks away the sword boy. Okay. King Arthur falls victim to one of the classic blunders. <laughs> the most famous is which never get involved in a land war with Asia. The other being <laughs> never bring a sword to a motherfucking boom spike stick. Ugh, boom stick fight. Never get in a land war with Asia. <laughs> and blast uh. Arthur's motherfucking sword in half. All right. Fight that. <clears throat> All right, you primitive screwheads. Listen up. You see this? This is my boom stick. Do you have all this? gauge double barrel Remington. S-Mark, top of the line. You can find it in the sporting goods department. That's right. This sweet baby, dramatic pause, was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for around $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cool barrel blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop S. Shop smart. Shop S-Mark. You yeah, almost had it. You fucked it up at the end. All right. I'm aware. I do love during this entire time he's describing the weapon, everyone's like leaning in like, ooh. Uh. <laughs> I, it's, it's fantastic. He it got fantastic. real QVC there for a second. I'm like, God damn, can I get me one of those? Right? All right. Okay. Uh, I know Ash just spent a bunch of time down in that grimy-ass pit and has been drugged through the desert and back with all the dust and soot and whatnot, but uh, I'm pretty sure Ash is rocking blackface right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. And then, oh, right after that wonderful speech, uh, the heinous whorehag has escaped the pit during... All this commotion. Goddamn, I have so many burps in me right now. Uh, as shoots her in the face, she does a spectacular backflip down into said pit. All right. It is a spectacular backflip. This movie is full of so many good backflips. So many. All right. Later that evening... Ash is hanging out in some kind of chamber when the wise man comes in and tells him he can't send him back until he finds the Necronomicon. I like because how they're feeding him grapes like he's hedonism, but I he earned that. Though. <laughs> <Ooh>. More wine. <laughs> Her lips, his lips, apocalypse. <laughs> right. Um. How do you keep losing your spot? I'm reading off this giant laptop. I can't, like, I don't have a pen to mark it. I'm trying to move the thing, and it doesn't work. It's not touching. Use your finger. Yeah, or the up and down arrow, or they call it the page up, page down button. It probably looks like PG up, PG, DN. Oh, I'll be damned. There it is. Huh. Oh, it's too fast. I hate it. All right. Just use the arrows. The arrows will make it go slower. Keep talking. Finger. Kill some time. Kill some time. Low tech. Low tech. Low tech. This guy. You still looking? Okay. Okay. Before he finishes that sentence, one of the damn chambermaidens starts bugging out and acting like a damn fool. She deadites out and warns Ash that he will 
that he will not obtain the Nakranamakan and that the evil will feast on his soul. Then she blacks out and flops on the floor. Arthur and his party... Oh, wait, what? Arthur and his party in the... Oh, party in the front, Mullet, go to investigate... I don't know how mullets work. Uh, go to investigate, but Ash lets him know that this is a classic Deadite maneuver, and she's just playing opossum and tells him to grab the axe. Before any of that can even go down, the chambermaid in Deadite gets up and starts... The fuck? Any technical Can you not read your own typing font? No, it's fine. It's just... It's scrolling weird. All right. You know, okay. I've, I've had I've had girls kind of do that numbered on me where they're just like ah, blah, blah, and they're just like <laughs> they just get quiet and dead. I'm like, uh, are, are are we done? Are we are are we done? Okay. She holds up a cauldron and is getting ready to crush in the blacksmith's head, but Ash ain't having any of that shit. For all we know, that blacksmith could be Tom Atkins' great great grandfather. Looks like so, a right? Good job, Ash. Uh, you saved Tom Atkins. Now you guys get to work together in Maniac Cop. Ash starts pulling out some sweet kung fu-like Buster Rhymes from Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> uses a big, uh, big finisher with some sweet over-the-shoulder boomstick, a- boomstick action, dropping that hag like a turd out of a moving vehicle. And I do love how the wizard basically drops right back into what he was saying. Doesn't appreciate the amazing over-the-shoulder shot. Just breaks right back into what's happening with the Necronomicon. Oh, God. Love that part. Did they break through? <laughs> Man, those dogs don't play around. Oh, fun fact. That, that chamber maiden, Deadite, was uh, Patricia Tolman. You may know her as um, Barbara... From the uh, Night of the Living Dead remake. No shit. Should you not? Which which remake? The good one. The Tom Savani one from the 90s. You just said Hag one isn't bad. Yeah, dude, get real. Would you rather have the Tom Savani one with Tony Todd or yes. and Bill Mosley? Absolutely. Yeah. 100% of the time. However, I'm just going to say the other one isn't bad, but please continue. All right. Ash decides to lend a hand and help out the 13th century crew, but first he needs to armor up. We are treated to another Sam Raimi action montage, mirroring the events of Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Gonna Only need this- a montage, it's happening while music's playing. Gonna need a montage, you find out the progress within 45 seconds. This time, instead of a chainsaw hand, we get a Macagauntlet. Alright, also, how the fuck does this thing even work? Logically... There is no way this should work. And then he fucking pumps it like like it's some Nike Airs from 90 fucking 2. But whatever, that, that's cool, you know. We'll let that slide. I like how he's like, they show the fingers working and shit like it's fucking Luke Skywalker's wrist from fucking Empire Strikes Back. Oh man, that's a little too on the nose right there. All right. Probably the most advanced piece of, like, uh, appendage that ever. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, shouldn't... But I, but I still love it. I love it. I love it. Ash, some fucking retail schlub, shouldn't be working for Esmar. He should be working for fucking NASA or some shit. I also like how he pulls right? the fucking Chemistry 101 book out of his fucking trunk 
You can see a Fangoria in there. Uh, a couple comic books. And then, like, they use the fucking chemistry book to create gunpowder. <laughs> and he has a How to Treat Your Linda manual. <laughs> but it's never been used, so it's still in the fucking plastic wrap. It's got all the different years of Linda's. It's like, this is Linda from fucking 78. This is Linda from fucking 83. I like it. All right. A little later, medieval Linda shows up in the barn where Ash is, Ash is fucking around with his Mecca Frankenfist, and she gives him thoughts and prayers. Oh, it's like a Facebook group. Ash is straight up being a dickhead. And I'm starting to wonder, whoever wrote this movie was going through a nasty breakup, or they just flat out hate ladies or something? Right? I mean, well, we'll get to that. So she slaps him in the face, and he chases after her. uh, Yeah, okay, wait. Uh, Chases after her, and they embrace. And it straight up looks like the cover of any sappy romance, romance novel your mom has laying around where the pages were extra sticky and smell like Virginia Slims and Clamato juice. And then Ash says one of the corniest fucking pickup lines of all time. Give, Give me, me some, some sugar, sugar baby. baby. And it works. Give me some sugar, baby. That's how I got fucking nachos to be on the podcast. Of course it works. I thought that was a thumb in the butt. That, okay. pre- that preceded the sugar. Okay. <laughs> I don't let's let's talk about this for a second. Do you guys think you could smash some Renaissance South Mill? Like Think of the condition of the Vahigna. Like, Milady's got to have a giant bush in that dungeon. Probably going to smell like a can of Fancy Feast on the back porch in August. You know, it's going to be bad down there. It's going to look like the You're bro- right. the roast beef you You're buy right. off the off the shelf at Walmart, not the one you get from the butcher. It's a little that super glued back together. <laughs> like that, that's, cor- that's correct. However, I mean... The invention of cunnilingus, I think, wasn't until the 20th century, right? Could be. Yeah. But Ash yeah. would know what that is, right? Because he's there now. That's true. He could have, like, blown her mind, but at the same time, yay, yay, yay. You know, that's a lot to get into. Hey, man, he's the chosen one. He gets to do what he wants. There's a lot you got to hack through, you know? But I need I, more I, than a fucking chainsaw machete, chainsaw hand to get through that bush, right? I agree. I agree with Nachos that I think it would be kind of awkward and weird i think it would like back then it would probably look like you know we've all seen them right we've all snuck uh and seen uh porno mags that our dads hads or looked at them at gas stations where you see like what's like clearly a light-skinned white girl and then like you get to the vag and you're like that like everything's white but like that two percent around her her vagina like looks like a different ethnicity i don't understand oh that. i've seen them i've seen them that's what she would look like. We all know it. Raise your fucking hand if you haven't. We've all seen it. Been like, I, and you've right. thought about it too. Like, what is that about? You get you get past it real quick, but you're like, huh? <laughs> She's mixed, but only down there. She's like a pinto. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Ash needs to be super careful who he's fucking in the medieval times because he might end up being his own grandpa. You know. <laughs> Gotta be careful. I'm my own grandpa. Alright. Um okay. Our hero in the rest of the party. Oh no, wait, no, wait. So I was listening to this Reddit AMA or whatever the fuck that is with Bruce Campbell. And he said that one of his fans translated Give Me Some Sugar Baby into Mandarin. And then like he used it at a bar and dude got laid. Nice. Good for him. And man, Good for him. I, I don't know. That's weird to me, but okay. 
maybe like in Mandarin, that's that. Moving on, moving on. All right. Our hero and the rest of the party go out to what I'm pretty sure is Vasquez Rocks, a.k.a. that place where Kirk fought Warren, a.k.a. that place where Evil Bill and Evil Ted killed Bill and Ted, right. a.k.a. the fucking rocky area from everything, like Twilight Zone and all that shit. Anyway, the wise man tells Ash that he that they may go no further. Beyond this hill, there is a graveyard where the Necronomicon is located. Before the book can be obtained, one must speak the magic words. What do you think those magic words are, guys? Klaatu, Verata, <laughs> Exactly. I said them mostly. I may not have said every single syllable, but <clears throat> Ash is acting like a straight-up jack-off and tells them pretty much, when I bring this book back, I don't give a shit about what happens to you guys in your kingdom. Send me the fuck Oh. Dude, he's actually been so kind of a K-U-N-T the whole time, too. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 sitting down and analyzing this shit for the podcast, yeah, I just always kind of like, oh, that's just, that's just he's, a, he's a real chuckler. No, he's a straight-up dildo. Yeah, he is a dickhead. So I'm what? sure everyone uh, who listen, is listening knows this already, but you boys know where uh, Klaatu Verata Nikto comes from. Ooh, I, uh, fuck, they, I used to. It's, uh... They, the Earth Stood Still? Booyah. But uh-huh. it's uh, the middle word uh, is actually pronounced different in that one, uh, in Day of the Earth Stood Still, than it is on this movie. Uh, on the commentary, Sam Emery does it. He says he did it on purpose as a homage. I didn't hear you slide your glasses up, so it doesn't count. Got it. Okay. Do you guys remember, I, I the, name of the, uh, ro- you guys remember the name of the robot in the movie? No. Gort. Keanu Reeves? Oh. <laughs> Gort. Gort. Gort was the name of the robot. I love that name. G-O-R-T? Yeah, that's it. Huh. Gort. Alright, we're back. That. Sorry, these, these and dogs. I, and I hated that remake. Is is that the one with Tim, Tim Robbins or whatever and the fucking kid from... It's got Keanu Reeves was, in it. Goku? No, I'm I think you're thinking of War of the Worlds. Yeah, you're thinking of War of the Worlds. So many bad movies back to back to back. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, like, like I get it, Ash. You're having a really shitty vacation. Things haven't exactly gone your way, and justifiably, you're in a bad mood. But come on, man. Quit being a goddamn asshole to everybody under the sun. A little common courtesy goes a very long way, even in medieval times. Side note. We should go to medieval times. I'm pretty sure there's one. Yes! Yes! I want to eat that turkey leg. I feel like a badass. and like Because they kill real people there, right? Yep. That's how it happens. Okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's Dude, like... Once Rona, once Rona's gone, let's do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's like Soylent Green. You get in a lottery, and if you get chosen, they put you in there. And if you don't come out alive from the gulag, uh, you're dead. Honestly, after all this corona shit, if we're not already in some Mad Maxian kind of, like, uh, dystopia, we could really do some medieval night shit. Fingers crossed. All right, all right. All right, anyway, Ash is riding through the woods when his horse gets spooked. Boom! The medieval dead erupts from nowhere and is now in hot pursuit of our horse-backed hero. He gets clothesline off the escaping, oh shit, I typed it, I can't say it, equestrian horse in parentheses. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll be here for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> it takes refuge in a neighboring windmill. As Ash decides to play it safe and set up space for the evening. In a bout of goofy editing, Ash runs headfirst into a giant mirror and shatters it. Okay. Not really sure what that was all about, but... Uh. Well, the, 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 the mirror was, like, he saw his reflection. The reflection wasn't doing what he does. So he ran after it and attacked it. You didn't realize that? No. But shit, you know, with Ash's luck with mirrors, you know, I just stay clear of it. <laughs> right, all right. Then he examines the discarded pieces of broken glass, and as soon as he turns around, little tiny ashes jump up from the shards and begin to harass Big Ash. Shit gets real through three stoogy here with all the shikin- uh, uh, shenanigans. Ash slips up and bashes his head on the ground and is knocked out stone cold. <laughs> all right. He comes to tied up. He comes to tied up on the floor and a nice little homage to Gulliver's Travel. Yeah, I was just to say that Gulliver Travels his ass. Two of the little ashes hold his nose while a third one swan dives right down his throat. This is where the the, the movie uh, definitely does not benefit from the uh, Blu-ray restoration because the whole green screen can really see it in this scene as versus some of the older releases. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That effect did not age well. It, I mean, I'm glad that kind of didn't George Lucas it and go in and. Uh, no, I know. mean leave leave it as it is. But it's like, obviously, didn't notice it on the on the VHS. Never, it's part of the charm, right? I never really paid attention to it re- either on the DVD. If it's if I can see it, I never really remembered it. But watching the Blu-ray, I'm like, man, I can really see this. And you know, on the other side of that coin is that some of the special effects later, some of the practical stuff with the claymation and things like that, is actually pretty good and holds up today. Right. All right. This is my personal favorite part. When, you know, regular big ashes getting up off of the ground kind of shit, there's all the little ashes in the foreground, and there's that one that starts losing his shit. Like, ah, ah, fucking grab him. That's my spirit animal. <laughs> all right. So Ash starts freaking out because he just went down on himself. <laughs> So he grabs a red hot tea kettle and starts sucking. Ash should have gone with the plan. Wait, no, detail. you forgot to. I don't think you mentioned that they dive into his mouth. Oh yeah, swan dives. Swan dives down his throat. That happened. It was real. My bad. That's all good. Um, um, should have grabbed the Plan B pill because his hot water abortion did not pan out. All the. <laughs> All of a sudden, a Twilight Zone-like eyeball pops out of his shoulder and quickly spawns into a fully clothed doppelganger. This scene was cool, too, because this is another one where it's like, okay, I can clearly see where they're using like a split screen. Then I can see where it's just a dummy head. Um, but then like sometimes when they're doing like just the practical effects, like when he's like spider-crawling away, it looks pretty legit. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I didn't mind the split screen. I didn't mind the dummy, uh, the, the, the 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 spidering effect where it was like obviously another guy in like a wig, but the dummy head was brutal. It oh, looks so that insane. Really bad. <laughs> I want that. Like he looks bad shit insane. Uh, yeah. we, we already talked about where he's crab walking down the fucking hill and all yep. that. Yeah. Right. 
So I'm pretty sure in like the director's cut when he does that, they sing Oh Susanna. <laughs> I don't know why. They just they do weird shit like that. Like I love when he runs out right after he gets out of the windmill and he just fucking howls at the moon, the two heads, and then they just start beating the shit out of each other. It's so stupid. I love it. All right. Ash squares up with mm, sorry. Evil Ash squares up with Ash, and they start doing this. He starts doing this ridiculous punch dancing number until regular Ash gets fed up with that shit and uses uh, and gives Evil Ash a neti pot full of buckshot and sends him flying. I love this line too. He's like, "Good Ash, bad Ash, I'm the one with the gun." Yes, and now we get the staple of any Evil Dead or the staple of the Evil Dead franchise. The Chainsaw Dismemberment and Burial. And I said it once, I'll say it again. Asher is crafty when it comes to making impromptu crucifixes. Dude, so I when, love- uh, when Ash blasted this, this uh, doppelganger in the face, because the whole time he's been silly and screwy, it's like, oh, I'm blind, I'm blind. Good little Ashy Do Shoes, little, you know, like little things like that. He is a total goofball. As soon as he got blasted in the face, he's like, you'll never get the Necronomicon. He, he turned totally different. Well, I mean, I've never been shot in the face with a shotgun, but uh, I'm sure it probably changed my mood pretty good, too. This is, yeah, this is it my... Yeah, it made him a fucking reckless badass. <clears throat> this is my favorite scene, too, because fucking the good Ash just fucking tosses him in the grave, and he's like, hey... Because his fucking head falls out of the bag, and he's like, hey, you got a little something on your face, and he fucking just tosses him a fucking face full of dirt. We need to take a second here. I know, that part is fucking hilarious. It's just such a good fucking dumb joke, because he's like, what? what?" Like, I know it's fucking coming. It's, it's, you know, it's, you know, know childish, but I just fucking love it. He's still being a dick. Um, It's like, hey, you got something on your shirt? What? (laughs) Biff. Um, just Bruce Campbell, man, taking these fucking blows and, and all these punches and all these stunts and shit, this entire movie, I just, I think that kind of gets overlooked. Like he's not, um, ah, fuck Buster Keaton quality, but he does some real physical shit. He does. I agree. I I agree. While we're on this topic, I mean, he, he, he doubles basically his screen time here playing good ash and bad ash. Exactly. All, All the work that he has to do is both is pretty incredible. Plus, you know, they Sam say, Raimi, being his friend, can one, get a really good quality product out of him, and two, knowing that it's your buddy, you can usually take things a little too far that you couldn't do with somebody you just hired for the role, right? Like if it was Anthony Hopkins or something like that. No. Let's say he was fit for the role or whatever. Like Sam Raimi could not do what he does to Ash, his buddy Bruce Campbell, in the same aspect. I actually got some stuff in Trivia later, which is pretty fascinating, and pretty much on par with the way they fucking treat each other. Right. It'd be like if Nachos and I fucking made a movie. Right. We have made movies. <laughs> you know, it's like the cruising jackass. It's like, okay, well, it's just part of it. Like, we just you don't get mad, you just get over it and move on. You slap somebody in the face and you fucking hand them a beer. Where right. you go? All right. <clears throat> Yeah, so then he, he, you know, digs himself a grave. All right. Ash then takes the Pony Express to the graveyard to find not one, but three separate Necronomicans. Hey, why not? There's three Lindas. (laughs) (laughs) Christ, the first Necronomicon, 
but it's too hot. So he tries the second now, <laughs> but it's too cold. He tries the third Necronomicon, and it's just right. Just kidding. The first Necronomicon he tries turns into this fucking vortex and sucks him and his chin in. Uh, oh, they leave him with this this ridiculous rubbery face. Right, when know, he gets right? out. That's great, dude, because it kind of looks like the practical effect in Beetlejuice. And it looks Beetle pretty juice. fucking legit, right? Beetlejuice. It looks pretty good. I mean, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good practical effect, but it's, it's, it's still pretty cheesy. I love how he does the to shake the effect off. That hurt my neck. I like the uh, I like the the difference between uh, number two and number three, which are fucking like bar none, no different. <laughs> when you get to three, it's real similar to default Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get to the second book, which turns into a demented bat creature, and Ariel dive bombs him. This fucks me up. I, love I lose my shit. Hand. Every time, like, he's looking around and it sneaks up from the back of him. I don't know. It's just like Bruce Campbell makes this stupid fucking face and then it's just like sneaks attacks. I don't know. It makes me weak. Because he has to fight a book from behind. A book is sneak attacking him. He's just got the goofiest look on his face. So by proxy, or process of elimination, Ash figures out that the third time is a charm. Before he picks up the book, he remembers what the wise man told him. Ash goes to recant the magic words, but because Ash is a fucking moron, and of, of course he blows the lens, Ash grabs the book and all hell breaks loose. The what are the words, Nachos? The What's up? What are the words? It's, uh... Klaatu! Barata! Nikto! Nikto? Is it really Nikto? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote it down. All right. Uh, all right. Ash is running out of the graveyard with the book. Well, he hold gets... on. Because he says the words and the fucking graveyard starts to get pissed at him and starts launching all the gravestones in the air and, like, fucking the earth starts shaking. He's, well, I said the words, God damn it. I, I, mostly, not maybe all, all the syllables, but I, close enough. Right. Like, who's he? who's he trying to talk to, you know, to, like, I like how he does like the double look over his shoulder too. Like, is anyone around? Because I'm about to fucking pull some shenanigans. Man, see, this is where you should have <laughs> written it on a piece of paper, written it on your hand. Use your fucking go-go gadget hand to fucking I don't know, record that shit or whatever. I'd have taken Fuck. the sword boy and carved it in his back and made him come with me. Right. All right, so Ash is running out of the graveyard with the book and gets snatched up by an army of skeletons, and they skele-gangbang him, Three Stooges <laughs> style. Dude, the fucking... Yoink's fucking in the middle, and the eye pokes, dude, are my favorite. It's no secret that, you know, Bruce and the Raimi brothers are all, you know, Three Stooges fantastic, who isn't? But my favorite part, yeah, that whole shit, it's less like, What's he do? He fucking sticks his tongue out. They grab his tongue. No, it's the two eye pokes. Then he brings out the fucking the divider, you know, and he then they come it. in with yeah. two side pokes. Yeah, he blocks it both times and the fucking side pokes come in while he's blocking it, dude. And then they jam the fist on his hand. And I never caught this, but one of the skeleton's hand punches him in the balls. Yeah, as he's standing up. 
I never caught that. And I dollars to donuts said Sam Raimi did that himself. <laughs> All right. He's like, I'm going to control that one. Lightning strikes the grave where Evil Ash was buried, and he is reassembled, looking gnarly as fuck, and now sporting a surprise mullet. He came back to life. Good, Good for him. him. All right. Ash returns to the castle, and since it's King Arthur's castle and kingdom, wouldn't that make that Camelot? It's Camelot. It's Camelot. He hands the book to the wise men who calls him a dung-eating fool for not saying the proper incantations and that he has doomed them all. The book I'm sorry, to... I love the scene when he's walking through the crowd and they're like, yeah, 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 and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I say that still to this day. It's a good one. Um, oh, where are we? Dung eating fool for not saying the proper incantations and it has doomed them all. The book has the power to send Ash back, but the army of darkness is going to be all over that Necronomicon like stupid on your mom. Oh! <clears throat> <laughs> Finally, Ash starts feeling like a ruby red asshole as the entire kingdom gives him the stink eye, which he rightfully deserves. Sheila runs up and is all like, surely the hero from the sky will protect us. I have faith in you. And then Ash says, baby, that was just pillow talk. And you can see the disappointment roll over her face because she totally let that chump get up in her bone zone, a.k.a. infiltrate her piss flat. As she sulks away in utter dismay, a dangle flying dead eye swoops in and scoops up Sheila. <laughs> All right. Uh, back at the graveyard, Evil Ash is unearthing his skeletal army of darkness of titular sake, and it's an awesome mixture of puppets and stop-motion effects that old Ray Hauser, or Harry Hausen would be very proud of. The Dead-Eyed Army brings forth Sheila to Evil Ash, and she performs some reverse necrophilia by making out with him. All right. This is one which of I my think, favorite... Which I, I think he, he does the uh, give me some sugar, baby. You're right. As well. Yes, yeah. you're correct. Um, this is one of my favorite lines, favorite parts of the entire movie, when all the skeletons cut, like bring the dancing girls out, and the dude's like, we got plans for you, girly girl. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, there's, 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 where did she come from? Chips out, everything. Like, there's whoa, two whoa, of whoa. them. Where did this come from? Is yes, a... Cincinnati, Jeff. Most women often have two breasts. No, two fucking bitch hotches. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Shut up. Clearly, smoke. this movie is not passing the Bechdel test. Now, all is right. this uh, is this like a scene that like gets more explanation in one of the other cuts? I have not seen all the cuts, for sure. I... I don't want to know what what how the rest of that scene transpires, man. Yeah, this this they just they just this weird bone puppet bringing this topless chick. We got plans for you, girly girl. <laughs> and then drag her off screen, and she's like, like no, no, it's really I know strange. That was perverted ass Rob Tapper. Like, hey, hey, Sam, can, can we get some boobs in this movie? It's like, 
I guess. I don't know. Well, sure. <laughs> I mean, think about it logically, right? You've been under the ground 30, 40, 50 years. You just get up from that, you know? You got your option. Fucking kill somebody, eat a sandwich, or, you know, take care of some business. What's oh. the first thing you're going to fucking do? Oh, wait. No, that's not till later. Okay. Um, all right. The kingdom is slipping guy. up. <laughs> sandwich guy. The guys are walking boners. I mean, <laughs> the kingdom is flipping up for obvious reasons, and Ash finally does it. He finally takes responsibilities for his goddamn actions and nuts the fuck up. Arthur calls him out for acting like a punk bitch, but Ash is like, no, no, I'm not going anywhere. Let's get Henry the Red and his crew and drop the motherfucking hammer on these crusty dead fucks. Ugh. Well, so how many times is Ted Raimi in this scene? I think Ted Raimi probably plays about 16 characters in this movie. <laughs> and his wig is totally on sideways in this scene. All right. All right. Back at the graveyard camp, Ash introduces evil Sheila Shevila, uh, to the army of darkness and they plot their sinister plot. So that previous and, scene when um, they, Ash was rallying the troops, he goes, who's with me? And no one says anything. And they, the blacksmith says, I'll fight with you. That's when my panties drop to the blacksmith. I'm like, all right. Bruce Campbell's a religion guy, but that guy has won my heart. And right next to him, Ted Randy's like, you can use my uh, sword. Or- and my oh, yeah. axe. Right. <laughs> you right yeah, that, that blacksmith, He's got a lot of screen time in this movie. Man, he made, like, for me, personally, best-looking guy in the movie. Here's to you, Blacksmith, and to the future. Yeah. So I got some fun info on that, dude, if uh, Cincinnati Jeff doesn't. No, I don't. That dude is actually an old pile of the Raimi brothers and, you know, Bruce Campbell and all that shit. So I think, like... Yeah, he's just a big fucking dude, and he's like, hey, you're out in Hollywood, I'm out in Hollywood, you want to make a movie? He's like, oh my god, yes, please be in our fucking movie. So it's like getting the band back together kind of shit. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so I hope you boys like montages, because here comes another one. How's it, how's it go? How's it break down? We're gonna need a montage, getting stuff done, we're fast, I'm playing music, Gonna need a montage Moving the story faster than you can expect it uh, Also, I think I only put deodorant on one of my armpits <laughs> Sharing's caring Alright <laughs> Hey, you know what? While I took my last pee break and you guys didn't know I put deodorant on it's Starting to fucking smell here in the factory. <laughs> uh, He's real nice putting deodorant on for us when we can't smell <laughs> How come you don't do it in person, you know? Come on, man. Because that deodorant's for you. I have to keep deodorant around for you, you stinky bitch. Oh, I do stink. I do stink. It smells like uh, an old lady farted through an onion. You got damn right it does, you bag of bitch. Bag of bitch. <laughs> what is that? What is that? That's, uh... Oh, fucking... fuck! Mardi Gras oh, beard face. Uh, God damn don't watch this movie in the woods alone. <laughs> yeah, don't watch Fred this Prince movie, alone. period. In the fucking Farrah Fawcett rape van or whatever. <laughs> nobody got that joke, I assure you. Yeah, that's because nobody listened to that episode, because that's a terrible movie. Oof. All right. Boys, boys, back on track, back on track. Sorry. Stay on target. Stay on target. You've listened to us before, you know this happens. <laughs> so the Army of Darkness approaches Camelot? 
and you get to see all the different kinds of skeletons. Leading up front, we have skeletons playing femurs, right? Those are femurs, the leg bone? Yep. Okay, cool. Playing femurs like flutes. We have Scottish skeletons complete with bagpipe kilts, beards that somehow, like, didn't rot off and whatever those hats are called. Hats? <laughs> oh, shit, I thought, like, I don't know, yarmulkes? <laughs> It's right, like, like, their, like their skirt is called a kilt, so you assume that their fucking special hat's called another special name. Right, like a wobbler or... Anyway, that's not real. Uh, <laughs> we have hissing skeletons, and we even have a few skeletons. And we have a skeleton that's claiming he wants to rip somebody's balls off. That Jesus is fucking Christ, great, dude. Dial it the fuck down. The cherry on top of this wicked Sunday, of course, is... Evil Ash <clears throat> and Sheevila, or medieval Linda. Fake Linda. Uh, here's a fun tidbit of information. The fleshy fellow next to the scout is Bill motherfucking Mosley. No shit. Shit you not, playing the dead-eyed general. It kind of sucks that Bill doesn't get any screen. <clears throat> Sorry, I gotta take a sip, get a little hoarse. Why don't you get a big Let's one? Work. Bill, Bill Mosley's lack of screen time in Army of Darkness or Bill Mosley in Silent Night, Deadly Night 3? Oh, uh, Army of Darkness. Lack of screen time. I'll take that any day of the week. God damn. Hold up, hold up. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 does have one scene that fucks me up. When old girl's like, how does a pinhead get his belt off? And she like grabs the slack of the belt and starts jerking it off. That made me real weak. I mean, it's not a fucking great movie. Definitely check out the horrible horror episode. But, uh... Indeed. I mean, it's, you know, it's like a fucking psychic kind of weird fucking thing. There's tinfoil hats, like, literally. It's 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 like a long version of the X-Files. And isn't that the episode where you guys forgot who was writing the script? No, 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 no. That was, uh... Oh, wait. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was a good one. Sorry, that was if you're still with us, definitely check that out. They make bad movies fun. That episode particularly is fucking great, because it's like, Marshall's like, so I'm going to hand it over to Aaron. Ah, uh, dramatic pause. Uh, so we're back. It turns out Aaron didn't have the script, and neither do I. <laughs> Wing it. And you guys did a pretty good job, you know. Um, all fucking considered. damn good job. Well, thank you, thank you. All right, so I got a fun little thing about this. Uh, so... Bill Mosley, you know, as the Dead Eye General, he has, like, one of those all-white fucking contacts in, and then on the other eye, he has an eye patch with, like, a little hole in it. So they're like, okay, Bill, we need you to ride this horse down this hill, tow this other horse with a fucking dummy skeleton on it, and just go for it. He's like, I I can't see. He's like, you got it, Bill. We'll tell you when to stop. So he does this stunt blind as fuck, barely makes his mark, and then, like, so Raimi's up there on this crane, and, like, Bill Mosley's right under him, and he screams at fucking Sam Raimi, goes, you know I can act too, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because you have fucking Bill Mosley. Okay, anyway, anyway. anyway. Raimi should have just let him go and be like, no, 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 we'll tell you when you hit your mark, and then just, like, fucking let him go, like, three miles. All right, Bill. 
You got it. <laughs> so, like, a lot of the special effects, you know, like for the uh, the, the dummy um, skeletons, they had to dig these trenches so the puppeteers could walk down in them kind of thing. And, you know, the dummies would be eye level or, you know, like level with everybody else. So, like, yeah, he almost fucking dipped into one of those trenches. Like, he was a fart knuckle away kind oh, of thing. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Ain't that wild? All right, well, go on, buddy. Sorry. All right. The army of darkness descend on the castle, but get their asses blown off by a volley of exploding arrows. Ash is informed that a second group is flanking from the side, and they brought Barney Rubble's car with them to breach the south gate. Come on, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that shit don't look like Barney Rubble's car. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ash and the Arthurian archers shut that shit down real quick with catapult attacks. Shit is blowing up, and there are skeletons and bones flying everywhere. It's pretty cool. Stop motion skeletons lay down a siege bridge and successfully slam through the south gate with the bone-powered battering ram, and shit's starting to look a little bleak. Ash goes and gets his secret weapon to show, show all of his undead buddies. It's his 1973 Osmobile Delta 88, a.k.a. the classic with a few medieval modifications. This thing is a straight-up motherfucking murder mobile. Medieval modifications? Goddamn. This is something that goes out the future. It looks like something like a death race movie, like a post-apocalyptic world where we had to get by on racing cars. So the whole time I'm watching this scene, I'm like thinking to myself of fucking Back to the Future 3, where I'm like, they can't make fucking fossil fuels back this far. Like, what are they doing with this fucking engine? And I'm like, don't. Don't go into steampunk. it. It's steampunk. Totally, yeah. 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 They steampunk that. No, anyway, whatever. It's a combustion engine. You're a combustion Since, uh, engine. Yeah, steampunk. Come on, man. Steampunk. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that shit died out. That was hyper-fucking-annoying. Okay. You can take fucking Firefly for that shit. Are you Never talking shit on Firefly? Really I love good. Firefly. Firefly I, I, I don't think you. That's what I but, fucking posted on Facebook. I'm like, all you people who are upset about sports right now know exactly how we felt when Firefly was canceled. Dude, don't even talk I, to I gotta say, Firefly helped give birth, or at least, you know, resurrect, or you know, give credence to, if you will, steampunk. Well, yep. maybe I don't want to see it then. I don't know. You know what? Back to the Future 3 kind of does steampunk too a little bit, though. You're right. Oh, shit. Wild Wild Left ruins it. Well, fuck the world now. All right. And we're back. I'm assuming they use some kind of steampunked out engine or something or rig some kind of... um, (laughs) And rig some kind of heinous helicopter propeller in front of it. And real talk, this thing is, I'll say the word, toyetic. Why Nachos McWerewolf? What's toyetic, you might be asking yourself? Well, let me explain that to you. It is a term marketing teams use to, um, when you make a movie, for say, example, we'll use whatever the second new Star Wars movie was, uh, Part 8, was that The Last Jedi, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in order to, you would use a character like the Ewoks or the Porgs, they're cutesy characters that can be easily turned into a product, a plush toy, thus making them say it with me, toy All right. You know where I learned that from? Motherfucking Freakazoid. Nice. Right? All right. 
Everything is fine until Sheila turns face and goody goodies, or goody goody tricks Ash into thinking he's about to mow down an innocent. Dumb move, Ash. For all you know, you could have uh, left a word out here. You could have killed Hitler's great, 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 great grandma, and you know, you probably could have taken out the Third Reich, but whatever. Motherfucker just got a honey dick that of stopping the deadites. That's the word of the day. I like that. Honey dick. You uh, care to shed some light on that term? I love the firm term honey dick. It's like when you're... It's, it's, it's when you're being charmed into something that you think is going to be great, but then it turns out to be absolutely shit. You got honey dick. I like that. Like this episode. Huzzah! <laughs> Boy, this right. episode's going to be great. It's got Aaron from a horrible horror podcast. It's a no-brainer. Oh, shit. Got you good fuckers. All right. So as you were... <laughs> kind of like catfished. Yeah. Well, with more dicks and now I don't know. There's probably a lot of dicks with catfish too. All I like, right. I like honey dick way better there. Yeah, that's gonna have to work it into my lexicon. Agreed. All right. So Ash derails the Delta and saves Sheila, or so he thinks. Evil Linda reverts back to her bad self, picks up a spear, and tries to shish kebab Ash in the wiener until he boots her down into the pit. Cut back to Arthur, who actually kind of turned into a badass for a minute, is beating the shit out of a horde of deadites with multiple arrows sticking in him. That's pretty impressive. It's very uh, Boromir from uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, hey, good reference, man. I mean, like, if I fucking bash my knee on, on the coffee table, I'm out for the day. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. All right. So Henry the Red and his crew show up and start murking motherfuckers left and right. But Evil Ash advances on that book fast. He sucker punch Arthur. Wait, what? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. Who, let's face it, he's a little I'm like, worse. I'm like, wait, it's like half in Swahili. I'm, I'm trying to figure out other languages. Uh, anyway, Evil Ash Sucker Punch Arthur and takes him out <clears throat> the game. So. Oh. Wait. Ash goes ham on a group of deadites, but Sheila bomb rushes him, and she catches a spear to the gut, and it gets pull vaulted off the second level of the castle. Probably sounds like she should be dead, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Oh, also, I not I won't forget the line. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Real talk? Ooh. I would probably take her home from the bar. <laughs> I mean uh, I mean there's a she's got that kind of goth princess thing going on and uh you know, you know. Come on, you see a bunch of chunks. Yeah, Elsie likes come on, a bunch of chunky suckers, and you see her, and you're like, all right, I have to go with that one. Yeah, I'm so drunk, I look at her, I see two of her, I'm like, all right, threesome. <laughs> I got two dicks for the both of you. All right. I think that's the textbook example of honey dick, right? Did I use it right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Evil Ash tears the gates off the little hidey hole the Necronomicon is tucked away in and is about to lay hands on the book 
But Ash launches a spear through his evil counterpart. Evil Ash isn't having any of that shit. And an epic sword fight breaks out. And I'm not going to lie. It's pretty fucking badass. Uh, who doesn't fucking get off? I totally agree. It's a, it's a fantastic fight. I, I would love the part where they like they incorporate another guy who comes in and tries to fight him. And he's fighting another dude. Right. They both get double swords. It, it goes over levels. It's a great sword fight. And this is all Bruce Campbell. Like, the way they, they're not synchronized. Uh, what's that fucking term I'm looking for? Synchronized. Choreographed. Choreographed, synchronized. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, the Ashes battle up a flight of stairs, and the whole time, Ash is also dispatching Deadite minions at the same time. Some real fancy sword work here. What was that? Ash grabs a nearby torch and sets Evil Ash aflame. He then Tarzan swings into the flaming foe and drops that boner off the side of the castle. But not really. Evil Ash's uh, flesh is melted off and he's reverted back into a skeletal form. It's very Jason and the Argonauts-ish. <clears throat> dude, it is. Right. Good reference. Well, yeah, man, dude. There's Henry ha- Ray Harry Hall would be proud. Right, I mean, no secret, they're they're paying mad homage in that, and I dig that. <clears throat> uh, boo 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 Okay, the oh, okay. Fuck off, people! Leave me alone. I'm trying to podcast here. Jesus, mom. All right. Oh, okay. The sword, uh, the sword against the torch battle continues until. Skullhead Bony Hands knocks the torch out of Ash's hands. I wonder what'll come out of that. Ash says fuck it and starts punching the teeth out of Evil Ash. He punches him so hard he spins his head like a top. And then back again. And then his fucking eyes go Vegas jackpot. Or, you know, slot machine. <laughs> that had me fucked Evil Ash returns the favor by roundhousing him in the face and off the side of the tower next to a very conveniently placed catapult. Remember that torch I was talking about earlier? Yeah, well, when it fell, it landed next to the cat or by the catapult, lit the fuse on the uh, giant exploding boom boom bag. Evil Ash brags out, the Necronomicon is mine! It does a backflip off the fucking roof onto the oh, munitions. I learned a word today. And gets ready to deliver the killing blow, but Ash acts fast, grabs a sword, hacks off Evil Ash's end, holding the Necronomicon. Then cuts the tether on the catapult, sending Evil Ash blasting off like Team Rocket. Except he fucking explodes to death. All right. The Army of Darkness is straight up shitting Am I I wrong? The steam bursts out of the skeleton's head when he gets... Is is there a steam effect at some point? Right, his brain pops out his head and they do the old fucking um, steam whistle. Whoop! And then he's like, fuck me! All right, and I love as all the fucking army of darkness is retreating. That one skeleton's like, "Let's get the hell out of here." That's my fucking favorite line, and I think that's Ted Raimi, right? Doing you that. You know voice? that's Ted Raimi, man. Let's get the hell out of here. Every day, uh, I every day I was in civics class with Jake Steiger or whatever, and they'd ring the bell. That's what I would scream running down the fucking hallway. <laughs> I still say that shit when I'm leaving someplace like that I really want to fucking go. I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, that's so good. 
okay, everything's good and everybody's rejoicing. Oh, and Sheila isn't dead somehow because, sure. <clears throat> well, so here's what I think that happened there, right? right? Now, normally you get, uh, like, the bodiless evil that possesses people that takes them over as deadites, right? That generally kills them and makes them the deadite. In this aspect, I believe that Sheila was possessed, I'm sorry, fake Linda was possessed by evil Ash. So when evil Ash was destroyed, uh, much like in the Ghostbusters, they revert back to their normal human form. And so we're going vampire rules on this? I mean, hey, it's an economicon, man. Like, fucking, you can kind of do whatever you want. That's Sam All Raimi's right. rule, not mine. But she cut a Spears in the gut catapulted off the castle wall. So here's That's the thing. Right. She, so if you watch so, that scene, um, she has a pointed spear. Ash takes it. He actually flips it around and hits her with the butt end and just tosses her off. She's yeah, not she stabbed. She only broke her neck, though. So. Uh, she is not uh, stabbed. But now from that height, probably, yeah, like Nacho said, broke her neck. But she is not penetrated. Lol. Yep, she's like my wife right now while being pregnant. What, what about that scene earlier, though? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. This is Eddie Jeff. Hey, man, I don't want to do nothing there, man. There's a baby in there. What if it grabs it? Ew, then that's like a threesome with a key, with your kid, and then you got to go to jail. Right? I saw this great meme earlier where a girl was texting a guy that said, did you nut inside me? And he's like, yeah, haven't you seen the news? You can't come outside. Might not be up, but you be all right, all right. With the legions of the undead defeated, a tense wave rushes over the battlefield. It seems that Arthur and Henry are about to pick up on their turf war. The two charge at each other from opposing sides of the battlefield and meet in the middle. And they pull out Gax and fucking. But not at arms, but instead in arms. And they oh. totally start making out and fingering each other's assholes like noble folk have been known to do throughout history. Does anybody else love Henry the Red a lot? I loved Henry the Red. He's fucking great, dude. Team yeah. Ginger, man. Gotta stick together. Yeah, he, he's, he's way better than Arthur. What, Arthur like, was... A stick so in the butt. Cool. Arthur's a K-U-N-T for sure, yeah. man. He is a cunt. I love the part yeah. in the beginning of the film, like after Ash is like, get your boys, get out of here. He walks up to that dude and just kind of like Billy Madison grabs that dude by the face. It's like, ha, 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 right in his fucking face. Yeah. And there's that sweet scene where he's driving by and just beating the shit out of all those deadites with that mace and they're just like turning into dust. That was pretty good. Dustin, that motherfucker. Is... I had to just smashing them. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll leave parts out to uh, advance the script. Continue on. Continue. Oh. All right. The crowd goes wild and everyone celebrates and it feels good. Okay. Back at Walter the White's medieval meth lab, <laughs> not Merlin, what's up, Ash? <laughs> Uncle Wizard's time traveling dizzy saw, so he can Sir go back. Walter the White, right? <laughs> um, Sir Jesse so the Pinkman, so he can go back to the future and try to fix whatever the fuck is wrong with 2020. Ashy and Slashy and not dead Linda share a tender moment before he rides off, but not into the sun. 
All right. S. Mark, current day. Ash is retelling his story to a less than enthused Ted Raimi in like his 70th role in this goddamn movie. Our hero goes back to pricing toasters. When some fly on, he tells them that she liked this story about how he could have been king and that it was kind of cute. Do you know who that is? Uh, Dump Truck McGillicuddy. I have no fucking idea. This is Angela Featherstone. <clears throat> she played Linda in The Wedding Singer. She's also the copy girl in the Friends episode where Ross and Rachel were on a break and Ross bangs her. Is she the lady that interrupts me in the middle of a joke and just, like, derails all the momentum I just built up? Yeah, they call that Nachos McWerewolf. Welcome to my world, bitch. Thanks for the Freddy vs. Jason reference. All right. <clears throat> Last time I told a lady a story like that, I ended up in a backwards jacket and a room made of pillows. But I guess that's a perk of being Bruce fucking Campbell. My trivia yeah. was way better than your joke. <laughs> See, Aaron thinks so. Nachos McWerewolf left the chat. <laughs> well, that's good, because the fucking movie's over. I actually hold up. Strange things are afoot at the local S-Mart, and as an ominous wind rolls through the aisles, and the lights begin to flicker. Suddenly, the lady's standing behind them, dead eyes out, and she is preparing to bash the honey's head with a catch register. Ash from Housewares shoots the register out of the unruly customer's hand and politely asks her to leave. Dead-eyed Karen wants to speak to the manager, but instead Ash just shoots her about 30 times. <laughs> Truly any retail worker's wet dream. <laughs> Ash Perfect. proclaims, Hail to the king, right. baby! Makes out with the girly girl in front of about 10 eyewitnesses to the murder he just committed. The end. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nachos, thank you for running down uh, the uh, the script for me. I really like how you put it at the end. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Nachos. You know, I had like a day to do this, so it's the best I could do. Usually I take three weeks. Sure, yeah, you know, Wednesday to Saturday. That's that's a day. Wednesday? That's You're talking correct, dude. That's yeah. when we decided we were going to do this was uh, Wednesday. We said we'd do it Saturday. Time means nothing to me. I got the receipts, as so the kids say. Anyway, if you want to turn this what episode... What fucking kid says that? If you, if you want to turn this episode into a drinking game, take a shot every time Nacho says, and all right. So speaking of taking shots, I'm going to go do that. You, uh, <laughs> all right. Hold the fort down real quick. You got it. No, uh, for real though, no, I love, I love when Mike does these. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into these episodes for sure. Uh, this is the second one he did. He's very passionate about the Evil Dead franchise for sure, and I love that he does it. So I love to give the guy a hard time for sure, and I like to interrupt him as much as he fucking loves interrupting me. But he did a really good job. Uh, Aaron, how did you feel about Nacho's uh, second episode? I think Nacho's did fine, that's also a, there's an extra element of difficulty because we're all on Skype. That is true. Uh, we, we we can't see each other. We can't read, read each other. We can't, uh, you know, like if I see Nachos is on a on a tangent, I, I I don't jump in when not to jump in. It's uh, it's a little more tricky. You don't feel you got honey dicked? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. I, I was expecting. I was expecting what I. So uh, yeah, no no honey dicking here. All right. Well, do you fellas want to see a dead body? 
Holy shit, you're going to do this? All right, well, there is too many to count, literally. And especially with <laughs> yep. this one, you've got Deadite possessions, you've got straight-up murders of Deadites, of normal humans and things of that nature going all across the board. Uh, I tried to give it a count. I lost it uh, when it got close to the 40s uh, during the yeah. battle and just said, fuck it, too many to count. So if you guys do have one, please let me know. But I want to say, hey, what was your favorite kill in the movie, whether it's a Deadite or a human or what have you? What was your favorite kill? Uh, Aaron, if you have one, please go first. Oh shit! I I like the one with Penny the Red Men got put in the pit and the fucking geyser blood came out. <laughs> you can't fuck that. With was, that was easily easily my favorite. That was so ridiculous. So, so much fun, and that, I was like, "Ooh, I want to see what's inside that pit." What a rare one because that's the I think the only off-screen death that we get too. Yeah. That's, that's just, like, Good point, but it was just—it was—it was traumatic. I was so over the top ridiculous. I was like, "Yay!" Nachos, go. Oh, geez, man, I didn't really think about that. Uh, uh, boo, 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 boo. Maybe the skeletons that gets mashed by the fucking bag of rocks at the end. Uh, sorry, I gotta get a burp out. The, I'll carve your gizzard out. Clearly, that's Sam Raimi. Did he get smashed by the... I don't know. All right. Um, well, mine was the S-Mart Deadite that was shot by Ash at the end with the oh, fucking twenty-two dead. caliber fucking rifle. Just because, like, all the extra effort, right? It's very yeah. reminiscent of what he's doing earlier in the film uh, with, like, the pit bitch. But in this one, he's fucking riding that cart. Like, he throws the gun up in the air unnecessarily. <laughs> it's so stupid, I love Jumps it. on the cart, then catches it. And then fucking, fucking goes to town like he's fucking John Wayne. Uh, that was really just just all action and just super fun for me. Just F-U-N. Just Dustin Deadite Karen like that. Right? Uh, are you guys ready for some stuff you should know? Yeah, hit me, dog. All right. All right, so yeah. originally, there was meant to only be one creature in the pit. However, Sam Raimi was convinced to add the second, dubbed the Pit Bitch. That's by right. its creators after being scared by it one day when walking past it. Sam Raimi originally wanted to call the film The Medieval Dead, but Universal Pictures refused. The title Army of Darkness was created by Irvin Shapiro, the uncredited producer of The Evil Dead from 1981 and executive producer of Evil Dead 2, who died two years before the film was made. Raimi then wanted to naturally give it the title Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, but the studio wanted the film to stand on its own from the rest of the series, so it was just titled Army of Darkness. The film was called Army of Darkness, The Medieval Dead for its UK release. Oh, I got some trivia for you when when you're done. The film was famous for having four different versions, which we kind of talked about earlier. The U.S. theatrical, European, director's cut, and the U.S. TV version. Each included deleted, extended scenes, as well as scenes that were re-edited in a different order, depending on what version the viewer watched. The one that had the most restored scenes for your television was actually the 90-minute U.S. TV version. Really? The film sat on the shelf for a year due to a feud between Universal Pictures and producer Dino DeLaurinaitis. Oh, Laurentis. Laurentis, sorry. Over the rights to the Hannibal Lecter character, so not even, uh, like pertaining to this movie, uh, from the Silence of the Lambs series. The That's film was right, a- he got tied up in Manhunter. Yep, the film was Sorry, eventually ahead, recut by Universal after the feud was then settled. 
During the scene, this is fun. During the scene where Ash is being pelted with rocks, fake rocks were used. But to get a more realistic reaction out of Bruce Campbell, and partially as a prank, (laughs) Sam Raimi pelted him with potatoes, and this was the cut that was used. So when you see him get hit in the back of the head and go dizzy, that's a fucking potato. Buddy, what's the track record with all this shit? Like, <laughs> what, what is it? The original Evil Dead? Uh, I'm pretty sure he gets like stabbed in the leg with a pencil or some shit. Something bad happens. Oh to no, him. he broke his ankle, and fucking Raimi kept poking him with a stick off screen. Right, a fucking army or uh, Evil Dead Two when he's on the fucking like Tilto World. Fucking Raimi's there just beating him with fucking branches like an asshole. Right. That's what you do with your buddy, though. That's what that's what we talked about earlier. Like, when you're buddy, you know you can get away with that extra shit, right? Like, there's no director right. in the world with fucking with the SAG and all the fucking, like, insurance that they have and stuff like that. Like, you can just be like, oh, yeah, hit me with fucking potatoes. That's not going to hurt. A fucking hard potato, cooked or uncooked, that hurts, guaranteed. It's going to feel like do a you know how bad I'd feel if I hit Tom Hanks in the face with a branch? I'd feel terrible. Right? love Tom. Yeah, he had Coronavirus. He survived, apparently. Him and his wife. Well, you know, when you got thousands of well, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean if Johnson's going to survive HIV. Yeah, you ain't wrong. Uh, so the last couple I got, uh, released in Japan. The majority. What was that? What was that, Aaron? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, released in Japan. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Released in Japan. No, go ahead. Seriously, quit fucking around. Come on, man. Wrap it up. (laughs) Released in Japan, this movie is known as... Something happened. Released in Japan, this movie is known as Captain Supermarket. What? Dead fucking serious, dude. (laughs) Yeah, now you feel like dickheads for interrupting me a little bit, because that's fucking fun knowledge. If and I then, had a pop pump, oh, band, that yeah. would be the name. <laughs> Captain Supermarket. All right, and then last here. Uh, in the film's original ending, Ash miscounts the amount of potion needed to be able to correctly return to his own time. As a result, he wakes up in a post-apocalyptic future where human civilization civilization has been destroyed, and he screams in dismay at having overslept. Universal Pictures objected to this climax, even though it was filmed, feeling it was too negative in tone, and a more optimistic ending was then later filmed and ultimately incorporated into the theatrical cut. Do you know the other alternate ending? I don't. It's the exact same thing you said, but uh, he doesn't wake up with a beard. He just fucking dies. Oh, he just sleeps to death? And that's sad. I'm glad they didn't go with that. That's depressing. Jesus. That's some Debbie Downer shit right there. So, uh, Aaron, what are your final thoughts, final cuts for the movie here? What would you like, what you didn't like, and what do you rate it? I would give it eight deltas out of ten. Um, Yeah, I I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. It's a lot of fun. Uh, The reason I gave it is because it is very niche. Um, you got a kind of fan of Sam Raimi and his stuff before, uh, when he put it, it stands alone. You don't have to watch Evil Dead or Evil to really get it. And I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people got to the Evil Dead franchise through Army of Dark. Um, but the one thing I really 
I do love about this movie is the the lines I use, and I I, I already kind of talked you know. But, uh, you know, you want to run in two things. Jack, Jack left town. I love that line. Use it a lot. I also love saying, get the fuck out of my face. It was common, but I also got it from that. I love it so much. Another one, which I didn't mention earlier. It's like to say this, but when I hit someone real hard, everything's wrong going on, I go, yeah, baby. That's the same line he used when the Delta came out with the fucking evil, like, uh, twirly same thing. All from Evil Dead or Army of Darkness. So much fun. Eight out of ten deltas. Nachos, take it. Um, all right. So I feel the only uh only problem this movie is guilty of. I mean it I Oh no, there actually is nudity, so put a dick in my mouth on that one. No, uh the lack of gore. Other than that, I mean this movie is a kick-ass soundtrack. If you're trying to tell me that this story isn't fun or you don't like Bruce Campbell or Bruce Campbell or Bruce Campbell or into just any of this shit, I mean, if you're trying... If you say you don't like Army of Darkness, you might as well be saying, I don't like fun. Like, you could probably show this movie to a kid, not like, you know, a five-year-old, but... I don't know. This movie is just a goofy adventure... I, I can't call it a horror movie per se, but I mean it's categorized. Uh, blah blah blah. What I'm saying is this movie's fucking great. It's ten out of ten. Hail to the kings, baby. Uh, so I would have to uh, basically agree with everybody on, on uh, all the same fronts. Uh, I like the movie for sure. I will say until I got Ash vs. the Evil Dead, this was my least favorite of the franchise, simply because. You get the first one, which is straight horror. The second one, which incorporates a lot of comedy, but it's got a lot of gore to it and some scares. This one, while it's considered a horror comedy, it's very much more comedy than horror, and there isn't really even a lot of scary stuff in here. The pit bitch is probably the scariest thing you see outside of the evil Ash, and that's still the pit bitch probably is the scariest thing total. Evil Ash just kind of because you know as an adult, like, oh, he got fucking bird shot in the mouth. Other than that, it's really <laughs> yep. It's kind of a screwball, but it is F-U-N with a capital F-U-N. Like, it is a lot of fun. It's a good time to watch. And like Nacho said, it's like, I wouldn't show it to me like a five-year-old, but I definitely remember watching this with my little brother, who is six years younger than I am. So and probably a lot cooler now because of that. Right? Like, when I saw it, he was in the third or fourth grade, and he no, he laughed the whole time. My stepdad watched it with us. And my, so, my little brother, like, his favorite line was the fucking Ted Raimi skeleton of, let's get the hell out of here. Like, he just cracked so up good. that. So, like, it's not scary enough to really even be called a horror movie. But it is enjoyable for sure. I loved watching it again. I have not seen it for a long time because I focus on number one and number two. And then, of course, the new series, which I've just watched countless times. But it is fun for sure, as I've said fucking several times already. I give it eight Lindas out of ten. You know what? I forgot I had a nugget of uh, trivia for you. Drop it. All right. So we know the running gag of Wes Craven and Sam Raimi throughout the Evil Dead flicks. The, uh, like, oh, let's sneak Freddy's glove into here kind of thing. Right, like in part two where it's hanging by the door and shit. Exactly. And, you know, the posters and all that shit. Uh, so Adam Marcus, that we were talking about earlier, uh, was across... I don't know, town, the soundstage or whatever. 
they were shooting Army of Darkness. So he's like, can I get the Necronomicon in here? Right, because they're doing Jason Goes to Hell. Exactly. All right. And so this was Adam Marcus trying to be like, no, see, guys, uh, I, I know, like, Wes and Sam have this rivalry, but if I can sneak this in here, then I get to be part of your club, right? Oh, my God, please like me. Please like me. Oh, my God. Oh, God, please let me be relevant for once in my fucking life. That's that. That's how that went down. I, you and, know what? That's good because I wouldn't have thought of that like until we did the Jason episode of how that got in there. Yeah. But that makes total sense. And then I, like later on, because you don't see the Kandarian dagger, right, like in this one. So, But you do see a dagger in Goes to Hell. Did they borrow that too? or? Oh, my God, no. So you know the shit with that. I mean, yeah, we're getting off topic, but not really. Uh, when he throws that, because only a Voorhees can be killed by a Voorhees. Right. I know that. <laughs> he throws him that dagger, and then it turns into, I'm pretty sure it turns into one of the several Kondarian daggers. Gotcha. Because it changes throughout the series and, you know, franchise and whatnot. Bart, well, before we continue on, I say everybody take a short break, uh, and uh, let's go pee real quick. Okay. I'm going to stop on the back porch and smoke. <laughs> You're gonna do it in like 15 seconds because, like, I don't think peeing's gonna take that long. Oh, sorry. I just assumed we could pause this. Like, no, I was gonna like say let's take shifts and go pee. I'm sure Aaron's probably done it several times during the episode. No, no, actually, uh, oddly enough, uh, I'm holding it pretty well. Okay, okay. Well, how about uh, Aaron? You go and take a pee real quick if you've got to, and then Nachos and I will uh, banter until you come back, and then I'll take one, and then we'll fucking continue on, bro. I'm good. You're good? Yeah. I'm good, man. All right. I got to pee real quick then. I'll be right back. So, Nachos, how are you holding up during this whole coronavirus action going on right now? I'm doing all right, man. I've been uh, house-sitting my buddy's beast for about a week. And I actually haven't had to make human contact, you know, like with the uh, most civilization. And I pretty much a shut it anyway, so this is no... Uh, Skin off my nose. How are you holding up, bud? I, I gotta admit, I'm a little weird with uh, not going to work. I'm kind of a work... Like, I'm that guy that a lot of people kind of like to make fun of at work, like a lot of the sitcoms. I'm the guy that floats around like, hey, how you doing? Working hard or hardly working? Hey, hey. You know. Uh, Classic. Because, because it keeps you away from work, and I, everyone kind of likes me, you know? So, uh, yeah, I get... Basically, put it this way. The way I keep my job is by being charming. I can't be charming by a productivity report. <laughs> I'm back. That's so I'm, good. I'm kind of fucked. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Nachos, I believe you have a, uh, a game prepared for us before we sign off. Is that correct? Oh, shit. What was it, man? I totally forgot. <laughs> Which one was it? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it was the, the top three celebrity. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you. Okay, all right. All yeah. right. So we, before we jump in, uh, know that we are going to continue. Uh, Here Comes Spooky is going to continue to do the podcast remotely from Skype and things like that, bringing people in. Uh, I'd love to have Aaron in on some more for sure. Uh, they're, you know, uh, easy, easy to jump in for us since we've got just the Skype thing set up. There's not much preparation on our end. And this leads into, since we've got the COVID-19, until this gets normal, we're going to continue to do this. Nachos, take it away with your game, sir. 
Can we refer to this as the pandemic season? That's how I have them recorded and saved is the pandemic episodes. Okay, like awesome. I mean, not awesome. We're all going to die. This is terrifying. But anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to pick three celebrities that you think may not make it through this uh, these troubling times. I'll go first. I didn't really think about it. Um, would it be terrible if Tommy Wiseau died? Or contracted the virus and maybe didn't continue living afterwards? So you're saying you, these are celebrities you want to pass away or don't want to pass away? Or a mix of both? Yeah. Yep. You genuinely gave me five seconds to think about this. I mean, you you brought it up to us. Uh, I took literally it two hours and 25 minutes ago. All right. <laughs> um... You know what? I'll name a celebrity. You guys tell me if you think they should survive or not so much. Let's all let's all do that. We'll all name one. That sounds good. I'll start. Uh, all right, go. Dick Van Dyke. How is he not dead already? I <laughs> that's he, serious. He isn't. Dick Van, Dick Van Dyke is awesome and can outdance all of us, unless Aaron has like some supernatural dancing powers I'm unaware of, and I don't want to. Step on your toes. I do. No shit. <laughs> so go ahead, guys. I, uh, live or die. I, I say he lives. I think Dick Van Dyke survived alcoholism. He can just keep going. Right? Dick Van Dyke is bigger than this stupid virus. And will continue yeah. to outlive all of us. All right, Nachos, you go next. Andy Dick. Dead. Put uh, him in the dirt. Dead, yeah. Put him in the dirt. He, can't stop, fuck, he, just, he just can't stop licking people in the face and doing dumb shit. So, yeah. Right? Yeah. Be ashamed if somebody put a bolt in his head. <laughs> All um, right. I guess I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go. Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder. Oh, live, please. Kane Hodder's going to get Corona in a van and just fucking beat the shit out of it and then light it on fire. He'll be fine. I was thinking he was going to gonna die the guy just can't stop shaking hands and going to conventions he's just gonna keep going no matter what well no you know what even if kane hodder does die he's still gonna show up and still be at the cons isn't he doing the the virtual (laughs) one this weekend oh yes he is (laughs) what's up with that man i don't know it's kind of a neat idea because you get like a one-on-one personal time with your favorite celebrity from horror movies yeah I was surprised you didn't didn't say that at the top of your uh, show. I totally forgot about it until just now. But there is a, if anyone's listening tomorrow, uh, there is a virtual con that goes on today on 328 and then tomorrow 329 that you can buy tickets for, which has like Kane Hodder and a bunch of other celebrities where you can pay, basically pay a ticket. Instead of getting an autograph, you get like five minutes one-on-one with your favorite horror celebrity and you can just kind of hang out with them on Skype and like ask whatever questions you want and just bullshit with them. And Cincinnati Jeff is going to be like, ooh, cyber choke me, Kane Daddy, harder. <laughs> Fit in my hair. All right, so for me, next one, Mel Brooks. Don't you touch my precious Jewish man. He's he lived two- through the he Holocaust. Lives. He can live through this bullshit. He's the 2,000-year-old he man. Uh, yeah, Max, Max Brooks already gave us the whole... You're right. Like, like, you're right. My, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Right. Right, but just just throwing it out there. So, all right, nachos for you. The ghost of Vincent Price. 
He never actually died, though. It's his cousin, Co- his nephew, it's Cody. His nephew, Cody. <laughs> no, let me think. Uh, Bob Barker. Yeah, Bob Barker Ooh. is still alive. I think oh, he's going right. to die. I, I, I think he's going to bite it. I think he's going to die. He, he he's would too used die. To being around, yeah, he's too used to being around crowds. He's like, yeah, it's no big deal, but it's fine. Yeah, uh, I I don't want to see Bob Barker get spayed or neutered, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I prefer it if he lived through it. Yes, I would too. But I think he's gonna die. Like 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 Aaron is saying, he's he just is too Bob Barker. He's too friendly. Aaron, who do you got? Oh man, it's it's, it's tough to say. Um, Are we I'm, I'm gonna go kind of. I'm gonna go kind of big. With this one, uh, Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God, please. Yes. Yes, let that bitch die. <laughs> kind of wish she was dead already. Yeah, not of Corona. I want somebody to drop a fucking safe on her head. <laughs> Piano yeah. on her head um, like I'm, fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I just don't think we're that lucky, guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's got I one call- of the greatest comebacks in history, though. Well, where she crab walked to the bathroom to get a towel to get all the cum off her back? Yeah, that's in the sex tape. She got a bunch of cum on her back. <coughs> that's me choking. <laughs> Harder uh, it. All right, uh, for me, uh, last one here, Sean Connery. Ooh. Isn't he senile on, like, a coast of, off the coast of, like... He's very much a recluse right now. If there's anyone yeah. this old who's going to survive, it's going to be him. There's nobody fucking oh, yeah. around. Yeah, he's he's off some small island off the coast of Scotland. He's he's fine. Yeah, it was down to him or Betty White, which both I love. Dude, Betty White's gonna love all of us. Ooh, Keith Richards would have been a good one. But no, Keith. See, it's like Keith Richards and Ozzy fucking Osbourne. It's like the same thing, right? Like they've done so many drugs that this whole system oh, has been blocked. By Ozzy like, had to cancel Ozfest because he's getting. No, so I mean, he here's the thing. Was. It's not it, Ozzy wasn't getting too old or too sick. It's the fucking stick that they fucking put him on where they move him around from off stage. That thing just needed to be maintenanced. He's a hologram. Ozzy died like ten years ago. <laughs> it's just Jack Osborne in a wig. But seriously, think about it. Betty White. I'd go down on her. Betty White's hot. Got real quiet there for a second, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we don't have a fucking bunch of Rose fans out there. Nobody likes the Golden Girls. <clears throat> Guys are a bunch of BR. No, you just like Golden fuckers. Showers. Uh, what do you say we wrap this up? Do you guys like want to get down with some mini game shit after this or something? Or what do you guys got? You know what? We'll discuss this off air. Right. All right, Nachos, take your last celebrity. I might be all right with Jerry Stiller. Going Jerry, or staying? Jerry Stiller. What do, what do you think? Dude, I hope he stays, man. Jerry Stiller's hilarious, man. He fucking brought me Festivus. Yeah, I'm more of a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan opposed to Seinfeld. The 90s was an ugly time to wear clothes in. If you know what I'm saying. I don't. I wore jinkers. I think he absolutely killed it in you know, Seinfeld. My favorite. Right? Festivus for the rest of us. As I rain blows down on this man, I thought, there must be a better way. Oh, no. So, 
Jerry Stiller stays. I think so. Okay. And I believe Aaron feels the same way. I, I hope he does. Uh, my, my, my last one is uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Dude. Um, a good one. I know Whoopi, Whoopi's been a little crazy lately. But, man, you got to remember, Whoopi did stuff you know, like Jumping Jack Flash. She did Ghost. She did a lot of good stuff. Dude, Sister Act 1 and 2. Movies. I still watch Sister Act 1 and 2 to this day. They're both hilarious to me. Do you want to hear the best thing about Whoopi Goldberg? Uh, her real name is like Kristen Johnson, and she used to be a <laughs> prostitute and smoke crack and like shit all over this hotel room. So did Fergie. Fergie? Yeah, Fergie was like a meth whore. Like legitimate. Before Black Eyed Peas. Before it was cool. <laughs> Before it was Amy Winehouse. You hear that, you dead bitch? Huh. I didn't. I didn't know that about Whoopi Goldberg. So that actually. No, that's real, man. Uh, yeah. No. But I would. I would say I don't want her to die. I like Whoopi. She's crazy now. I'm really not into uh, celebrity politics, unless oh, they but... pretty much come from Larry Zerner or Tom Kalinske, uh, or... who, who's not Tom Kaczynski. Tom Kalinske was the president of Sega of America back during the Sonic days. I just Ooh. happen to follow him on on Twitter because I love his. I turned Sega around and made it beat Nintendo for like a year and a half. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you did. And he's also like, <laughs> I say things about politi- you know, politics and Politico. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Well, we happen to agree with each other. <laughs> Not saying one way or the other, but I'm like, yeah, cool. But uh, like, like Whoopi, like, and mostly with the rest of the cast of The View, is just fucking nuts. And I can't yeah. stand that shit. But man, Whoopi back in the 90s and the 80s? Goddamn, dude. Just tons of fun. Unstoppable, right? And then man, was she just so much was, fucking fun? Was she in the uh, Legend of Billie Jean, or is that somebody else? Not. Whoopi. I never saw that movie. I heard that's really good. It is. Sister Act One and Two <laughs> is where I go. Dude, did you see that promotional thing? Like when that Nun movie came out, they had it like penciled as a Sister Act, like Part Three, but with like Mal Valak or whatever the fuck her name is. No. Plus, fucking yeah. the next generation, right? Star Trek. Oh yeah! Ooh, wow. Are we we get? Oh into the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, a movie so you she... definitely could not get away with this time no. of like political climate. The Associate, no. where she's no, the fuck fucking that. she's the business owner, and she is black, right? Black woman, and she pretends to be an old white guy. Like she white does white face. Oh, it's wait, just eating white dude. girls, but trading places. <laughs> No, hold up, hold up, man. Let's Mike's talk favorite movie, this. How Stella Got Her Groove Back? Oh, my God. No, <laughs> no, I like the sequel. She Got Her Groove Back. That's it. No, um, so in Star Trek, what, so was she part of the Nexus? Or explain this to me. Okay, so that's Generations. That's the movie. So in Next Generation, it's, uh, I mean, obviously it plays off of Next Generation, Generations, uh, yeah, where she was originally part of that crew that was rescued, uh, yeah, by the Enterprise. So okay. they were waiting okay. to get taken into the Nexus, we're right? Done. They weren't in danger. Oh, Aaron's got something to say about this. What you got, dog? I'm sorry, boys. What's that? Sorry, right, my wife's yelling at me. My daughter's crying a whole bunch. Oh, I thought you were talking to us about Star on? Trek. So I'm yelling, why are you yelling at me? I, I probably jump off here. Okay. I thought, yeah, let's put a pin in this. All right, so 
Uh, so, all right. Thank you for listening. Uh, next week we got a new episode coming out where uh, a lot of friends are going to Muff Dives, uh, you know, Vacation oh, oh, oh. Island, uh, starring Biff Tannen and the stripper from summer school. So thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for staying with us. Uh, stay safe. Stay home during this COVID-19 pandemic. And make sure to always stay spooky. Did that work? Did we get it? We got it. All right. Spill you later, playboys. I'm going to call you right back. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, boys. I got to go. See you, buddy. All right, bye.